Tony Dunn, and not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Hop in the car, Panther fans. We're riding to what may not be known as Bank of America forever. Yes, that's right. Bank of America Stadium could be named something else. Who knows? It's the C3 Panthers podcast, and you know we're not changing that name. We're not changing the time. We're not changing the date. It's 9 p.m. It's Tuesday night where we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. My name is Tony Dunn. We've got a great show for you tonight. We're going to be looking at the draft picks. We've got Bryce Bryce, baby. Boy, the Bryce is right. We've got, oh, we hit the bingo. Mingo for bingo. Bingo, mingo. It's Mingalicious. Man, he's been making touchdowns delicious since 2023. And we'll be looking at all the 2023 uh, Panthers draft picks as well as looking at, uh, we've got uh, Gene Thomas from Buck What You Heard coming on to give us a little uh, overview of what the Bucks did in their free agency. The cat calls at 252-228-5098. I know there's a lot in the hole already. People got a lot to say. And I can't wait to hear what they got to say with my wheel man, my co-host, Cody Lashney. Nice to see you again, my friend. Tony Dunn, we know who the number one pick is. It's the quarterback from Alabama, Bryce Young. If you think he's too small, you better get over it, man. It's time to get aboard the bandwagon. The, everything is looking up for the Carolina Panthers. Man, uh, as you mentioned, stadium rights. We're going to do, do a bit of a deep dive into all of the draft picks made by the Carolina Panthers and do a bit of a recap and uh, see what kind of players that we picked up in this year's draft. Uh, we have a fantastic guest, as you already said, and uh, we're going to talk about some fifth-year options, some being picked up, some not being picked up. But, Tony, first and foremost, you know we're going to do this with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube, baby. You already know them. I love them. It's Adam Sanders, Drew, Blind Panther Vlogs. What's up, Joey? C3 Anthony Picarello. C3 D's Ill Skills. Craig Cartner. Dying Breed. Harvey London. Joshua Hall. Kristen Delane. What's up, Kristen? Lawrence Trevette. Lynn Leon Hart. Nathan Siebens. Off Grid. Panthers 1981, Smells Like Blue, Squad Down Productions, The Real AP, Twan Don versus Everybody, White Chocolate Espresso, and That Boy Underground West. And last but not least, C3 co-founder, that freaking Puerto Rican, Joe Riolano in the building. What's up, Joe? You know we love you, baby. And uh, Tony Dunn, as I'm known to say, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Jojo, man, brother, love you. Glad to see you around. Tuan Don put out a video of top 10 Panthers podcasters out there, and somehow Cody's Friday free-for-all comes in ahead of the C3 Panthers podcast. <laughs> but then Pickle come in there and said, what the fuck, man? You got C3 to love, man. Pickle represents. Pickle represents, man. And CK represents. He got the baby in the house. Lynn wants to know if you're getting any sleep. CK, why are you even here, my man? 
thanks for being here. We love you. But boy, you got a lot going on. Uh, yeah, yeah. She didn't want to sleep in the uh, swing, so uh, we might just have a uh, permanent guest uh, for the rest of the night, um, as long as she doesn't uh, get too rowdy right here. Um, yeah, not uh, not. I'm I'm sleeping decently. My wife is the one that's really going to be in trouble. She's got yeah the early phase. Well, that she's got a sinus infection. Um, on top of she's breastfeeding, so it's like it's every you know few hours she's having to be up and uh, and whatnot. So. <clears throat> I, I, if, if you're going to feel bad for anybody, I feel bad for my wife, but you know, it's hard to feel bad when you have a cute little thing like this. You know what I mean? Well, no doubt. No doubt. Lucky, very fortunate. Uh, and speaking of breastfeeding, Greg, uh, I tuned <laughs> in, I tuned into, uh, the, the geeks chasing squirrels through the multiverse podcast oh, yeah. last week. <laughs> Somehow the boobs interview got, uh, uh, broadcasted on our channel. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Wild, which is <laughs> yeah. fine. Um, and I took everything in my might uh, to resist some comments in the comments of the YouTube chat. And when <laughs> it was like, uh, got big things going on, big boobs going on. The interview, uh, poor girl, poor girl, <laughs> was uh, having some struggles. She was struggling on the technology. She yeah. got flustered. She got flustered in this. And I also almost messaged you and said, the only thing that's going to save this interview is seeing her boobs. <laughs> uh, no, is uh, the best part was when uh, she called in on the phone. Uh, yeah. Had the camera on, but then put the phone to her ear. Like yeah. she was going to tell. <laughs> that was yeah. Greg, welcome back to the C3 Panthers podcast. What's up, man? Um, you know, Tony, the best thing about the position that we're in, the uh, draft being over, is now instead of talking about uh, are we going to get it right, it's did we get it right. It's so funny. Yeah. It's the exact same conversation, just changing one word in the, in the sentence. Oh, I know. I thought it was going to be totally different, but it's the exact same conversation, just uh, slightly different. So I'm not, I'm not insanely thrilled with any draft pick that we had this year. I'm happy with them. I'm okay. Like we're, we're going to break them down. Because none of the guys that we picked were anybody anybody that I had picked in any mock draft that I did at all by any means. But I'm happy with what we got. I'm going to deal with what we got, and I think we have a decent team moving forward. I just hope that everybody works out the way we're planning on them working out. You know, Greg, I, speaking of that, um, you know, when we got through, I guess it was kind of just in the draft week, I was just kind of exhausted by the discussion. This is how I get every year. And I know we're hyper-focused on this, right? I mean, we write about it. We talk about it. We do multiple podcasts about it. So we have sometimes I forget that, too, that not everyone who listens to the show is listening to everything that we're listening to. You know what I'm saying? And I and sometimes I think like, oh, why are we talking about this? This feels so dated to me. And people are kind of just, you know, getting their bearings in a different way. I get this draft for draft fatigue and I got the quarterback fatigue towards the end. You know, we continue mm -hmm. to just debate the same crap over and over and over. And like you said, we got the guy. Now I woke up it's probably yesterday, maybe. And I had another new anxiety and it was just like, man, can we just get to the damn games? Right. Like, I just uh, want to see him play now because yeah. all we're going to debate now for the next whatever is like every pass that's dropped in training camp or mini camp and whatever. So anyway, is uh you know good things happening, uh, great problems to have. The Carolina Panthers mm -hmm. selected number one overall, and they got their uh, quarterback in Bryce Young to chart their course to. That is our North Star. 
that we can hopefully chart our course to success with. We've got Jonathan Mango and some other guys to talk about. The number's 252-228-5098. We want to get your thoughts on the draft. Uh, jump into the comment section. Uh, let us know what you think. Smash the thumbs up button. Go to carolinacatchronicles.com and go to the shop tab. You can check out, look, one of the olds, the first shirt we ever ran, right? The Voice of Panther Nation, carolinacatchronicles.com. You can get gear like this there. Help support the show. Maybe even consider being a C3 super fan. But your participation, your presence, your time is the greatest thing you can contribute. Cody Lashley, let's go ahead and rock into uh, tonight's show. It almost feels like, again, fatigue for me a little bit. It's like all we've been doing is talking about now we got our players. (laughs) This is the moment I was ready for. Look. Even the little baby is ready for this. We've got our guys. Bryce Young's the number one. Bryce Young era begins. I heard today on the radio, Mike Glennon, former NC State quarterback who played with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then went mentored. He was there when they drafted Jameis Winston, when they drafted. Then he was in Chicago when they got Mitch Trubisky, and they asked him what Bryce Young should uh, expect. And he said this, everything in OTAs, rookie mini camps, will be about Bryce Young. Like yeah, the oh, whole yeah. world mm-hmm. will now gravitate around this young man right here. The number nine, number nine guy right here, Matt Corral, coughed it up. I wonder what the cost was. That's what somebody needs to break on Twitter is how much did Bryce Young pay for the number nine? Or did well, he so have to pay it all? That's the thing. If I don't really know that uh, if Matt Corral did have to pay or not, because the way that it's being made to seem is that Matt Corral kind of always wanted to wear number two. Uh, DJ Moore had it. Yeah. So one, shout out to the people that made these edits, man. These are just absolutely insane. Look how good this is, man. Yeah. Uh, Just as cool as can be. But um, from what I heard uh, and what is being reported, yeah, Matt Corral had previously requested to go back to number two. So I don't even know if he made Bryce write him a check. I kind of think Matt maybe just did the good guy thing and handed over that number nine and went to two. Again, I don't really know how it works. I don't know if you have to pay the guy for the number that he's already wearing or not, but Bryce Young is indeed wearing number nine for the Carolina Panthers. And I titled the show tonight, Welcome to the Bryce Young Era. You better remember this, man, because this is going to be a start of an entirely new era in Panthers football. From the coaching staff to the front office to the players on the football field, you know, we're going to look back at these times in about 10 years and be like, man, we we have come a long way since drafting Bryce Allen, number one. So uh, he is our number one overall pick. The Panthers put out young one. And uh, just for a little bit of size comparison between him and uh, our very own Brian Burns, (laughs) there's a a bit of a difference. But, hey. And then wait until you see them both in pads. Oh, oh, Bryce Young will look bigger in pads. So will Brian Burns. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, can can I I mention 
Well, I just want to mention something real quick. You know, we'd mentioned at the beginning of this how Bryce Young's going to be like the talk of the town around the NFL for the offseason and everything. I don't think so. I really don't. Like, as soon as the draft happened, I'm ready to start listening to all these podcasts to talk about the draft. And I listen to that. Every single podcast I listen to just totally skipped over Bryce Young. As a matter of fact, around the NFL podcast, which is sponsored by the NFL, started at number two, breaking down all the draft picks. Because everybody was just so sure Bryce Young was going to go number one. So my thing is, if he's supposed to be so great, why is nobody talking about him? I think all? that's a Panther thing, Greg. I may, think it it's not be. even a Bryce Young thing it as much be. as it just everyone perpetually sleeps on the Carolina Panthers because we're an afterthought. Yeah. And no one and no one is going to mention the Panthers or take us seriously until we start putting some W's on the football field and not a moment sooner. We even went down in power rankings after drafting the number one quarterback so stupid, on the board. Dude. It's so, so dumb. dumb. So you're it's telling me so we dumb. got worse drafting <laughs> Bryce Young. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Does that tell us, is it, I mean, certainly we believe it's part Panther thing. But um, is one is a media thing and not just with the Panthers. Is, is Bryce Young sexy? As in t- discussion, sexy, you know, it's hey like, now, he's hey just, you know, it's like, uh, it's not the, I don't know, are the high, are the big highlights there, or is it just like he's just so complete, you know, that it's just kind of hard to to capture his greatness in a soundbite. There's also polarizing, right? Is there's a difference between someone being good and being polarizing? Mm-hmm. Cam Newton had this effect. Donald Trump has this effect. Barack Obama, I always compared Cam Newton to Barack Obama, and people were like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, look, you either love Barack Obama like I do, or you hate him. Like, there's very little middle ground for people like Cam Newton, Donald Trump, Barack Obama. And I think Bryce Young has a lot of middle ground. You know, I I don't think it's like a person goes, oh, I I love him so much. I couldn't even, I got to defend him against all the people. Like, nobody really dislikes him. So how can you? It's just like a decent well, dessert. But the it problem is that's, like, what that's what everybody was doing to to speak him into the number one position was, was talk about how great he was and that he's head and shoulders above everybody else. And then just like he gets drafted number one, it's like okay, he's the number one guy. Let's go on. Yeah, no, I no, mean, I do find that yeah. ironic, Greg. But to me, that's not an indictment on Bryce. To I agree. me, it's just yeah. what to me it's one hundred percent what people think about the Carolina Panthers. And by the way, like you know, I've made this point before. Like, if you juxtapose Bryce Young with Cam Newton, they're literally polar opposite yeah, people. Yeah. Like, like Cam Newton has this personality that's very, like, he's cool. You never know what he's going to say. There's, like, this air about him. But Bryce Young, he's very soft-spoken, guys, and he wishes everybody well. And He I'm wears gonna Crocs, probably. I'm gonna he probably wears Crocs. And, <laughs> I'm going to go out there and, and do my best, boys. Right. So well, what I'm ultimately trying to say is, is that when people are going to start talking about Bryce Young, it's going to be because of what he's doing. on Just the like Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Like and Mahomes. it's going to be even more impressive once he starts to ball out. If he does ball out in the NFL, the fact that he's 5'10", 195 pounds, like that's going to be even more reason to talk about this unprecedented quarterback uh, for the Carolina Panthers. Can I also say, I think it has a lot to do 
with the fact that people are overestimating other teams, right? They're looking yeah. at uh, what Houston did, and they're like, oh, my gosh, they made these giant, you know, they they let's be real about it. They overpaid to move up from 12 to 3 for Will Anderson. but They paid so, a shit. They paid more than we paid to damn get the number one. Right. 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 But I also so think Wait to see what they're going to pay. Right. <laughs> well, I, I think that it goes a long way when you look at the fact that we our wide receiver core are a bunch of, right now, from the media's perspective, are a bunch of number twos. Right. So we don't have that. Like when you look at, uh, hold on, baby. Uh, when you look at other teams that have, you know, their number one wide receiver and their running back, uh, you know, example, Atlanta, you know, I, I think they're looking at that as a more complete team, even though Desmond Ritter is a huge question mark. Right. Like not just a huge question mark, like a ginormous question mark. Right. No kidding. So, no kidding. so, but I think that the, the, the supporting cast around him is getting a lot more attention and they're, they're valuing that higher than the fact that we have the number one quarterback uh, in the draft this year. Okay. Yeah, fair point. I tell you, this is, you said that, uh, uh, Cody, you said that this will be the draft, the, the era to remember, right. Um, or this is the moment to remember, the crazy part about this, and I've been saying this on the show for a minute, is that the number one pick is there's this weight that comes with it. It's like a blessing and a curse. It's either a complete success or a complete failure. And um, this will either be the moment to remember or the moment that we wish we could forget. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, yeah. is that is that if it works out, this will be legendary. It's the moments it, like that's what it is, and we're and we. I believe it will. You know, I got no. I have no reason that it won't. I think the staff is there. I think we're putting together a team. I'm a little bit more worried about the defense at this moment than I am about the offense at this point, which is wild. Uh, that's been a wild. Mo that's like kind of a wild thing for Panther fans. We're not used to that. Um, but is that if you if it does go wrong, it's one of those things that that it's going to reset the trajectory of the team for a long time right is and you get it Dare wrong I say boom or bust yeah i mean that's what the number one pick comes with if you're just pretty good if he turns out to be a pretty good quarterback in the nfl it will be a bust right i mean just ask the rams and jared goff he got he even got then they went to a super bowl and they traded him away yeah you well, know, and, and he was a number one pick and you would have to say he's been very good he has started in the league for a decade now, that's a yeah. very good career as a quarterback, but yeah. he has not lived up to the number one billing. It's just a it's just unfortunate situation. Yeah, and like I, like I said uh, a couple of weeks ago, to me, it's completely fair to judge Bryce Young based on recent number one overall picks. And to my to my opinion, that is uh, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, and Trevor Lawrence. I mean, Tyler those Murray guys especially. both, yeah, those mm -hmm. guys both went number one. And I, I think if you look at the relative amount of success they've had, Kyler Murray's been to a Pro Bowl. Uh, uh, I don't uh, think he's Chuck lived up to it. Honestly, no, I, I would say so. is no, that he so has either. not been what, if, if uh, Bryce Young turns out to have, yeah, but you know what? The Pro Bowl is a popular yeah, contest. Really nothing after, anyway. Now. A stat yeah. contest sometimes. Who else but got it? Agree. Didn't, uh. Uh, who Tyler Huntley made the Pro Bowl too? Technically, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, people no. don't want to go to the Pro no, Bowl. No, 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 hey. no doubt. I just added him in there because 
the size comparison. Yeah, and but, he's I mean, a number yeah. one. He's a number yeah, one. He's a, he's a his, number one pick. His comp and, for me is definitely Murray, yeah. And Joe Burrow uh, and Trevor Lawrence. And and if you look at how those two teams, like the fan bases of the Bengals and the Jaguars, shout out to cat teams, by the way, uh, they, you know, that both of those fan bases are reinvigorated just by the very nature of having those two dudes, Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. So uh, he has to have that same effect on both of us. And Tony, it's written in the C3 legend at this point, the day when you were on my porch, getting ready to go to the game. And we said, Hey man, we were playing somebody good that day too. The Rams, the Rams I think. Yeah. The Rams. And I'm like, Tony, how are you feeling? And you said, as long as we have Cam Newton out there, I feel like we have a chance. Mm-hmm. Well, we need to feel the same thing from Bryce Young. We need to feel like as long as he is out there on the field, we will have a chance. Last point about Bryce Young and the quarterbacks for me is um, we've talked ad nauseum on this podcast about the importance of a quarterback. How many people have debated the ability to build uh, a winning team without a franchise quarterback when Cody was ready to trade everybody for Trevor Lawrence. And they'd say, Oh, we can do this. But you know what I've come to, I've been thinking about this is that yes, you can give us some examples of teams that have found success without a quarterback. You can even give us some crazy examples of teams that have won Super Bowls without quarterbacks, but you cannot give me to my knowledge, a team that has had sustained success without a quarterback no right where you get like is that like you might it's a kind of a one-off perfect moment but you're not in the playoffs three or four out of five years without a quarterback and to be honest we've seen how div- it, and this is the kind of hard part about this is and and hopefully panther fans remember this it seems easy to get to the to the chip Right. It seems easy, like where it's so hard to get to the Super Bowl. But once you get there, you feel like, oh, we're going to be back. Right. Think about how we felt in 2015, the most perfect season, potentially and almost in the history of, the, of like it's like 2008 uh, Patriots type season or whatever. And those moments turned out to be more fleeting than you think, you know, so yeah. it's not like a guarantee. Like is so just getting to the Super Bowl is difficult enough. Winning one is re- remarkably tough to do, but to be consistently good requires a guy on the on the other side, a quarterback. You have to have a quarterback. Name a team that's had continued success without a quarterback. I can't think of one. I mean, man, you know, uh, our, our guy JD, who has proudly put that last name of Young back in his title. Shout out to JD. He said the 49ers mm-hmm. maybe. I mean, they've kind of been through the ups and downs with the quarterbacks. But, Tony, I'm not even going to argue with your man because you're not wrong. If right. you do not have consistent high-level play at the quarterback position, you're dead on arrival. I mean, you yep. might be a Hard one-off to be consistently team. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You may be a one-off team one year. But sustained success is never going to come to you unless you have that dude. And another thing to add to this conversation, Tony, it definitely works out that the Panthers are in the NFC. Because let's be right real. Now. Yeah, the, the quarterbacks in the NFC, uh, and I'm not even just talking about the NFC South. I mean, that's a whole other thing. But just in the NFC in general, like Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, uh, 
you know, there's there's not a bunch of big names like those two I just mentioned are probably the two biggest it's out of all next of them. year, though. Uh, yeah, yeah it's just a, well, it, it depends on on uh, who ends up picking number one and number two for Caleb Williams yeah, and Drake May. But it's gonna be but, 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 <laughs> yeah. My right, my, my my only point is that the 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 quarterback competition in the NFC is not very good right now. Right. So we are yeah, in the a NFC arguably is not very good. <laughs> no, in we're in a perfect situation. For to Bryce get good Young, at the right time. Yeah, for Bryce Young being able to hit the ground running. For and a year or two. It, well, well, I mean, we'll have to see, man. We don't know. Uh, and part of the reason why he would be able to is going to be because of this man, Jonathan well, Mango, wide receiver out of Ole Miss, drafted number 39 to the Carolina Panthers. This man is a physical monster he is uh he is six foot two inches tall 225 pounds he broke the Ole Miss record for yards in a game with 247 he has great size hands physicality burst great route running and the yards after the catch are really what has people drawn to him and if you look at the RAS numbers right here his relative athletic score. I mean, it's he insane. is a producer, man. Yeah, he is a producer. This is my he favorite is a physical pick. Monster. I'm all I mean, in mango. I'm buying this jersey. This is the jersey I'm buying. Everybody went and got the Bryce Young jersey. Yeah, I am. I am mango. Is it going to be mango 50? Days? That's Chanel's number. No, uh, Chanel's back to five. Okay, that's why yeah, I was wondering Chanel. when I saw that. Okay, so, yeah, so, I have, so did I have he pay a, for that? Uh, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't yeah. know who paid for what. I don't know the rules on all that. I have a list of all the new numbers, and um, we'll we'll jump in on them later. But um, yeah, Tony, talk about this pick while I uh, pull up some Cinder Bowl clips of uh, Jonathan Mingo in action. All right. So the the Carolina Panthers drafted Jonathan Mingo at thirty nine. Um, you know, he was not the talk of the town when it came to draft scouts. I think he was ranked uh, number 12 out of receivers and Dane Brugler's the beast on the athletic. Uh, somebody that turned me on to him was uh, T-Money1993. Check out T-Money1993 Gaming. Uh, but what I love about this is um, the NFL requires size and speed a lot of times. And now I hate to say that in the back end of, you know, our quarterback being a, a little person, but this is the type of frame that this is like TO type frame. I mean, in a way it's like you need yeah. a big, fast and strong wins in the NFL. Like, yes, you can be small. You can do all these, but it's awesome. If you are big and fast and mm -hmm. strong and this guy seems to be one of the things I is kind of I won't say odd about him, but if you look at like his center of gravity, mm -hmm. is like he really seems kind of low to the ground for a big guy. Like his hips seem low the whole time. Like, and he's not like all over the place. Like when he's running, he's not like frailing and trying to run as far. Like he looks together, cut put together. Um, so I see this as the type of player that wins the, the comp for him. And the NFL is A.J. Brown. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know what is that if he's if he's as good as A.J. Brown, look at how much of a difference that made for Philadelphia. Now, 
I brought this up to a guy at work today who is a Panthers fan. I only see him twice a week. So, you know, the last time I saw him was the morning of the draft. And he said, this is our new DJ Moore. And I don't like that comparison. I know people have said this as that they, a lot of people like his run out after the catch ability, his athleticism, but I think that his size is so much of a different force than DJ Moore that well, I don't, I don't think that that's the best comparison, but I think this, uh, I, and one other last thing is before we, when we go to BJ, who's the defensive end we get DJ Johnson. DJ yeah, we'll Johnson. Yeah. But, yeah. but I heard Scott Fitter. We got a clip coming up for Scott Fitter. And they're ready to play him from day one. The attitude yeah. on this team right now is like, so I expect Mango. They targeted him. This was the guy. They said they fell in love with somebody in the interviews. Mm -hmm. This turned out to be the receiver that they wanted. They went and got him. And I think we hit bingo. We hit the Mango bingo, bingo card bingo. here. And I'm all in. This is what I'm going to base the entire C3. Like I'm going all in on Mingo. This I feel great about this one. I feel this is the one I want, baby. Yeah. This is I bet you this. I bet you his favorite food ain't no fucking salad. No, right. Hey, hey, uh, go ahead, Greg. Well, I was just gonna say, Tony, I agree with you. I think that this beyond obviously getting a quarterback, even though we didn't get the one I wanted, is probably my favorite pick of that we had. Uh, I didn't know a whole lot about him going again, but watching his highlights, one thing I noticed that I can say is the difference between him and DJ Moore is he catches the ball with his hands every single catch. He catches the ball with his hands. He doesn't catch the ball with his chest. It's great. You can watch him, which means that he knows how to high point a ball, and he doesn't drop it. He's got sticky hands, man. I like this guy. I want to see how he's going to work out in the NFL. And A.J. Brown comparisons, a pretty nice comparison. But like I said, go back and watch every one of the passes he has to him. He catches it with his hands and brings it to attacking, his chest. Attacking, yeah. strong hands, so, attacking. This mm -hmm. is like my favorite pick of this draft. And, and maybe I'm just secretly hoping to find that second wide receiver or that big wide receiver we've been looking for in the number in the second round for so long. We go back to the days. Look, Brandon LaFell drafted in the second round, 6'3", 215 pounds, big and fast, couldn't catch really that well. But, you know, you thought, man, man, we're going to get this guy. I think he came out of LSU. You had another one. We traded up for Devin Funches in 2015. And, boy, in his rookie year, put up some big numbers his rookie mm -hmm. year. Uh and arguably, sadly, I mean, if he would have caught some of those footballs, he would have actually turned out to be a good receiver. Well, Devin Funches. Protein on that salad is what he needed. Yeah. Problem was, he didn't yeah. learn how to eat protein until. And then salad. the best yeah. part, his last year in Carolina, right before he was leaving, they did like a personal special on him. And he was like, oh, I've learned how to cook. I really like how to cook now. And it was like, almost was like. Because you've been listening to us talk <laughs> yeah, shit yeah, about yeah. you and your salad. Now you yeah. just be like, hey, my favorite food is steak. <laughs> so, Tony, listen, uh, I actually want to agree with your friend who made that comparison. Okay. And I, I, I'm not even agreeing with it because their bodies are similar. Because what I've been calling uh, Jonathan Mingo is a bigger, stronger DJ Moore. Bigger. And, okay. And, yeah, he's, he's bigger and is a hands. stronger version of DJ Moore and here in a minute, I'll actually pull up um, both of their RAS scores, but this is a clip from the senior bowl. Shout out to Billy Marshall for the clip. Uh, but look, look at his body control. One, he can get off press man coverage and then he can run away from you. He has separation ability, tracks the ball in the air, two hands, 
and gets the football. I love this it. man is uh, is everything you want at the wide receiver position. Jonathan Mingo has it. And I remember when I joined in on the Friday free-for-all that you were covering for me, Tony. At the end of the day, I wasn't happy with our with our picks from that day. I kind of felt like the position value was a little bit flipped. But now that I've had time to sit on it and think about it, you know, I, I mean, looking at Jonathan Mingo and the upside and the potential that he has, and we'll get into the upside of DJ Johnson here in a minute, but I, I really do believe that this is another example of a potential second round pick that could turn into a first, you know, a top five receiver talent. Yeah, if he turns into that, if he turns, that's what you're hoping to hit on. But uh, one other thing that, uh, and I was hoping to try to get this across to you on that Friday free-for-all show a little bit, is that while the position group at wide receiver feels uh, like not the most dire need right now, that's in a one-year kind of look at it, right? Is because after this season, right? Is after this season, right, we we've got uh, Thielen on a multi-year, three-year deal, right? Yeah. We we have uh, maybe you can get Terrace Marshall Jr. for one more year, but you don't even know if he's proven that that like beyond this season, we would have we would have to be going out in the free agency. We would have to. So this is something that is. While it feels like, hey, we didn't need this right this moment, next year, in 2024, we'll be thankful for this pick. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Sorry. And, but, and look, they're, they're going to get better with with time. And, and, and you know, a lot of people compare him to Brown. Um, and, again, I, I like that comparison. It's kind of He looks one. a little thicker to me than Brown. Like, he doesn't look he as uh, – you know, I think uh, Antonio Brown and Odell too. Becker – I think Odell Beckham Jr. and Antonio Brown have more in common than these two guys, than Mango has with Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you're you're projecting that upside and that potential of what they're going to be able to do. And uh, like I said, I really love the physicality. And now if you look at our receiving core, we have, uh, what, three receivers now that are at least six foot two and above. And can run a sub four five, like you know, so we got but, really tall receivers and early. Yeah, and, and that, that's perfect. <laughs> our, our short quarterback yeah. has a bunch of skyscrapers to be able to throw the ball to. Um, but uh, CK, uh, Greg, any other words on um, on Jonathan yeah. Mingo before we? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I have one. I mean, it's uh, you know the way that I look at this is it's similar, and and this is the hope, right? The Minnesota Vikings traded Stefan Diggs, right? And they we went to the Bills, and then they ended up picking up Justin Jefferson that year, mm-hmm. right? It was a great move for Stefan Diggs. It was an even better move for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, mm-hmm. who also yeah. went out and got a receiver this year too. Yes, right. so watch for him in fantasy. Same. Yeah, so I mean, my my the reason I bring that up is when you look at these guys and you see that. Uh, you know, that the DJ Moore is probably going to be in a better situation in Chicago, but Mingo might have the best situation that, you know, of, of, of many of these receivers are going to have, you know, he is going to have a potential to be the number one guy, mm-hmm. right? You know, you, you talk about, uh, you know, Smith and Jigba, is that what his name is? Uh, yeah. Who went to Seattle. He's going to have to play behind two number one wide receivers in Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. 
Yeah. You know? Tell them, Raylan. I, I think we should trade for one of the for either Tyler Lockett or DJ Metcalf. That's a good trade target right there for Carolina. Could you imagine one of them coming in here on the side if you want to build up your not wide this receiver year. core? Yeah, I think we wait a Maybe year, not this year on that. Yeah. Uh, don't forget the numbers 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Cody, we've got Gene Thomas coming in in just a few minutes to talk about the Bucks draft. How about we take a couple of calls before we get to our next draft pick? Let's do it. Let me think about that. The cat calls. Jump in. Tell us what you think about this. Are you uh, – did we hit the bingo card? Bingo for Mingo. And, look, we need T-shirt ideas for Mingo. That's what I want. Ooh, Flamingo. No, not yet. I'm hearing a lot of no, 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 no. I'm hearing a lot of mango bingo in the chat. I'm making yeah, a bingo I like mango right yeah. making uh, delicious touchdowns since 2023. I like that one. That's what I've been <laughs> right. working on. Here's Let's, here's a, here's an idea, and this isn't this is maybe something that we can move forward with just with our uh, you know our members or whatever. We can actually create a mango bingo card. That's like you know we, we just have random ones, and then like it's. A thousand yard season. Yeah, random. Oh, that's that's one even better. Idea. We make a Mingo Bingo card and we contact him and say, "Hey, if you get Mingo Bingo this year, you've got to come on C 3 <laughs> That's the deal. Yeah, get Mingo yeah. Bingo. Come and on. with the fan that wins it too. The numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Let's take a t- couple of calls before nine forty five. Where Buck, what you heard, Gene Thomas coming on to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers draft. Let's do it. 252-228-5098. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like Panther fans. Bryce up, son. Welcome, Bryce Young, man. We, we love we love you, buddy. Welcome to Charlotte, man. We can't wait to see you in Carolina Blue. I, I can't wait to see you, man. September can't hurry up. Uh, Panther fans, man, with, with, with support this guy, with, with wrap our arms around him and love him, man. I can't wait to see Bryce Young in black and blue, man. Keep pounding. M I N G O M I N G O M I N G O M I N G O was the same. The chat always wins. The chat always wins. Lynn says the the shirt's too too long. The idea though, kind of, and you're right. But just Mingalicious being the big part, and then like a little tag, kind of like established 2023, like delicious since 2023 but you're right we got it. it's all a working project the mango <laughs> one is tough i wanted to do mango unchained and and it was like uh, wait a that's second kinda cool. that's kind of i know cool. but it then it goes no, you know, you, I, I know you know uh you know the like in australia they say a dingo ate my baby I think that's what I think. A mango ate my baby or uh a mango ate my corner yeah, 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 exactly. Like a lot I mean, of we can't do Mandingo. We can't do Man Mingo because if you know, go back to the movie Mandingo, it's like an awful, mo- like, 
not good. So like anything that comes to mind with mango also has a negative connotation. So we got bingo, mango, M-I-N-G-O. Maybe that's what it the, is. We definitely have to do the bingo cards. Yeah, I love bingo, it. The mango yeah, card. Yeah, it's the, the mango, mango card. Love All right, let's take, let's take another call real quick. What's happening, C3? This is him I was just reading that our Don't drink undrafted it. free agents that we picked up. We love him a lot. And did we not get the coolest named person ever in the history of football? Inside linebacker, Bumper Pool from Arkansas. <laughs> we have to start in day one. You cannot go wrong with bumper pool do you guys remember bumper anyways pool? i do keep pounding i have not have a great one. i have not seen a bumper pool table in a decade at least more than that go to an airbnb remember, in the mountains they're in all of them they have the little it's like <laughs> they're in all of them it's like yeah. uh playing uh what would it be like it's like pool mixed with Shuffle the last hole of putt putt with yeah. a uh like the disappearing ball at the putt putt place where it has to, you have to hit it between these little bumpers. Gosh, it was so hard. Bumper pool. How is that someone's name? Literally, is that real? The numbers two five. Colt Naylor on your football team, and yeah, yeah. I well, mean, actually, yeah. now he's with Seattle Seahawks. Now he signed undrafted free agent. I don't know why you think that name is so wild. I think it sounds awesome. I don't know. Maybe it's Naylor. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> All right, like, I would name la- my kid Willie. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I got you. One last call before Gene Thomas from Buck. What you heard come on, comes on the show. Thanks for your support. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the conversation. What's up, C three? It's from Charlotte. Hey. Um. Yeah, so happy the draft's over. It's May now. Only what, three more months until uh, NFL games start. So it's awesome. So glad we drafted Bryce Young. So happy here. Um, yeah, really excited about that. I mean, he's coming into a great situation for a number one pick. This usually does not happen at all. And that's the main reason why number one picks, it takes them about like two to three, four years to make the playoffs and get it going because you usually built up. But the unique thing is about our Panthers just haven't had the quarterback you know, over the past five seasons. So it's awesome that we have someone to put all our eggs in one basket in and get behind this guy. But I did want to talk quickly about any leftover off-season moves. Um, first off, there's a couple picks that I'm skeptical about from the draft. I like Bryce Young, obviously. Um, Chandler Zavalda, I thought was a great pick. I think he's a he's going to be great for us. He's a big guy, and it's great that they're advocating for making our offensive line good. Um, I like the Jonathan Mango pick. I think his ceiling is AJ Brown, which is awesome. Building for the future with that one, they're trying to develop a young wide receiver on a rookie contract, which is a smart thing to do. Um, and you know the Kenny Robinson pick I like, but I think we have a lot of safeties and hard hitters already but that's fine he's a depth piece he can turn into a starter if 
know, he shows out. The only pick I really didn't like is DJ Johnson. I think we reached for him. Uh, Cody knows this. But, yeah, I just think we reached for that pick. But the main reason I called you guys was I just wanted to know your thoughts on Yannick Ngakwe. And how would you all love to have him on this team? Anthony from Charlotte, keep motherfucking pounding, boys. So to add to add a little subtext to Anthony's call, Yannick Ngakwe went on Twitter and followed Shaq Thompson and DJ Chark and Brian Burns. So a lot of people are wondering hmm, is Yannick Ngakwe, is there a deal potentially coming for the Carolina Panthers? I would feel so much better if we made at least one more free agent signing at the defensive end position. I was a little bit partial to Leonard Floyd just because I felt like he was a little bit better in run defense than Ngakwe when I looked up some of the numbers and listened to what people would say. But overall... That would be fantastic for the Panthers if we were able to do something like that. Hard to see it in this view right here. Uh, White Chocolate Espresso, my bastard son, sent me. He said, you think Bumper bumper Pool is cool? Check out Kool-Aid McKinistry. That chemistry is Kool-Aid. Busted through the wall. <laughs> we can't wait for that. Uh, thanks for your calls. We're going to get back to your calls. The number is 252-228-5098. But now... Time in, bring in our guest. Man, we are almost on time, guys. I've been, we've been rocking and rolling, and it's rare that we keep on a pace like this, but we do it because my main man, Gene Thomas, with the best podcast name in the history of the world, Buck What You Heard in the House. Look at you. You're looking good. Are you feeling good after the 2023 draft? Gene! Hey, what's going on, fellas? Um, and shout out to the fans. I, I love the fans. I Got quite a few people that, you know, to watch the show that follow me, and I, I really appreciate that. Um, it, it remains to be seen. I, I like the moves that they made. Uh, they addressed both sides of the trenches, which to me is, is very important, you know, in, you know, keeping a team competitive. So um, the Bucks suffered some serious injuries, losing Shaq Barrett, uh, catastrophic injury, and, um, you know, uh, Levante David wasn't 100% all season. So, you know, kind of, you know, getting some getting some depth in certain positions was definitely needed. Um, all right. So let's uh, like right now, I guess. Um, what is the feeling? I guess. I mean, look, is you guys win all in. You got your Super Bowl. It's been a question on this show that I've posed to people that's been very difficult for them uh, to answer, I guess. And that is, would you rather have maybe 10 years of continued playoff success, but not have a Super Bowl? Or would you rather walk through the desert for 10 years and have a Super Bowl at the end? That's what you guys have done. You walked through the desert for 20 years, in a sense. You found the promised land with Tom Brady. Uh, but right now, it seems like a, a rebuilding, not seems like it is a rebuilding time, unless you think Baker Mayfield's going to keep you in it, which I don't think anybody's doing that. So how did this draft contribute to that rebuilding point? Or do I have it wrong from the outside looking in? The roles have reversed, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to be honest, uh, the, the, way I'm, the way I'm seeing it, uh, the Bucks still think they can win. Uh, new head coach, uh, or not new, but second year. This will be his second year with Todd Bowles. Uh, they've gotten rid of your. You get rid of your 
uh, offensive coordinator in Byron Lefwitz and replace him. And uh, we'll just, it's again, it's so much is up in the air. So much is just unknown that uh, right now I can't, I don't want to sound like a cop out, but I, I can tell you about the draft picks, but as far as how everything else is going, uh, you've got Mike Evans coming back. You've got Chris Godwin. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, a lot of your, your regulars, Kate Otten and, and your, some of your, um, your tight ends are coming back. You've got Ryan Jensen coming back off an of injury. Um, you know, Leonard Fournette is gone. Uh, Donovan Smith, they've uh, kind of moved on from him. So you've got some new pieces in there and it's just, remains to be seen how all this is going to all fit together. Yeah. So first, before I ask any questions of Eugene, the chat is loving that shirt. They love it. They're all over it. Is that, is that Mike Florio? Yeah, you better believe it is. Yeah. That's Mike you know Florio? What? Yeah, it is. From how, how old is he there? It looks, it looks different. <laughs> no, uh, I actually, Super Bowl is in Arizona. I actually wore this over to where NBC was uh, was filming at. And I, I know somebody had to have seen it. I hate that guy. Mike Florio, the lawyer. Man, did yeah. you get that custom made or did you just stumble across it? A friend of mine knows how much I dislike him and he sent me one. That's hey, yeah, that's a nice. friend. That's a good friend. Because <laughs> he, so he, he knew I'd wear it in public. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. So Gene, uh, listen, great having you back on the show, man. And uh, I, you know, just joking around. I said we have we have reversed roles, man. <laughs> I, it, it feels like a little while ago we were talking about, hey, maybe the uh, maybe Baker Mayfield could make the mm. Panthers a contender in the NFC South and and be that surprise team. Well, now I'm going to pitch that question back to you. I feel like you know how we felt about Baker Mayfield. No. I want to know what you think. Do you feel like Baker? is in a good position to succeed or is it only a matter of time until Kyle Trask is under center? You know, there's, there's still a lot of time left before the regular season. You never know that. I know the bucks are still looking at the quarterback. So there's a, there's a lot of things that are, are still out there, you know, and these are your, you know, Panther leftovers. You talk about uh, Teddy Bridgewater uh, and, you know, we've got Baker Mayfield here. And so, you know, these are guys that the Bucks are looking at to to lead this team come day one. Uh, I a just full don't... off season though. A yeah. full off season's got to help them a little bit, rather than yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, they got in Carolina just like he got off the plane and had to play basically. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, it's, it's I'm hoping that the offensive coordinator can play to his strengths. I just find Baker Mayfield to be very emotional and. If somebody in the media says something or somebody says something and rubs in the wrong way, he'll go out and play good one week and then the next week, eh, so so. And then he just he's inconsistent and you can't, I don't know, you just can't. That's just the way his NFL career has been going, I guess, is what I want to say. Tell yeah. us about your draft. Tell us what you got in the draft and what you think about it overall. Oh, the draft. Um, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Kalijah Kansi, uh, defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh. Uh, I know a lot of people knocked him because he's got shorter arms, but he's kind of built like um, this is my guy in uh, for the Rams, uh, Aaron, Aaron Donald. Donald. Yeah. He's built like Aaron Donald. And uh, when you consider that, you know, he's he's been a very disruptive player, 
And, uh, you know, he's he's really done some some great things. I would say, what was this, uh, 14 and a half sacks and 27 and a half uh, tackles for loss in uh, two years with Pitt. And, uh, you know, I, he's going to be disruptive. I like the fact that they're going to put him next to Vita Vea. And I feel like, uh, you know, if he plays to his potential, uh, what we saw in, in college playing next to Vita Vea, that could be uh, a real disruptive force in the middle. And it can cause problems for people trying to run the ball. Yeah. Who's next? Round two. Round two is uh, Cody Mock. This is my my favorite pick. How can you uh, not love this dude? <laughs> I, I, I I think I, I finally like, found a player on the Bucks that I like. He looks the like fact, a Pixar character. <laughs> the fact that he's got he's missing front teeth, I was like automatically, let's get this guy and go fishing. Uh, we'll we'll go out <laughs> or you know, smoke we'll, meth we'll together. We'll, <laughs> you know, we'll cook a brisket or something together. This guy is what an offensive lineman looks like to me. I mean. He, him, and Ryan Jensen. I can, I can just. If he gets his um, teeth fixed, I'm gonna be disappointed. He's, he's not gonna get them fixed. This is. He did an interview and and he talked about that. And his. Why his, does he not have teeth? He likes it. What he took him out? He, yeah. He, he <laughs> stopped, like, how did he, stopped, he lose him? Uh, he lost him in the seventh grade in a, a basketball game, and then when he got to college, he just like stopped wearing them. He stopped using the veneers that he had in there. Like the bridge or whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. That's kind of like uh, Michael Strahan's gap teeth. How it's like a a personality trait at this point. But I will tell you this is you don't want your offensive lineman to be pretty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What What I've learned about Tony, though, is he tends to have a type. It's white guys that look like they're from the Bible Belt in the 1980s. Like, between him and Robert <laughs> like, like Joe Dirt. Dirt. I love Joe Dirt and Cam Dirte. It's French. And Kid, and Kid Rock. <laughs> and Kid Rock. Yeah, and, and the one thing, um, Jason Light's done really well with uh, kids from um, small, you know, small market teams, uh, small college teams. And, I mean, you look back at Ali Marpet, and, um, you know, there have been some other offensive linemen that the Bucks have had. And, you know, North Dakota State, I mean – uh, it's yeah, that just is right in Jason Light's wheelhouse right there. Yep. All right. So next would, up, this is a cool other, ne- Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Tom. No, you go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, what, what out of all the players in this draft, is there one that stuck out to you that we're really or that you're really loving? Like right now, the Panthers like drafted Yo Gabba Gabba, who was drafted I mean, in the third round. Yeah, like the oh. Panthers are loving Jonathan Mango, <laughs> the wide receiver <laughs> that we drafted in the second round. It's, it's got to be Cody Mock. It's, it's okay. got to be all right. This, time, this guy, yeah. just, it, he's he's a nasty player. I mean, he just he plays you know right up until the whistle. And I I think the one the one knock on him was his. Uh, pass blocking, but that's coachable. I mean, he's got all the physical tools to really, you know, be great and, you know, get in there and protect the quarterback. So uh, I think this is like probably one of my favorite picks. I love the, I love the, the trenches. I think that's, if you guys remember going back in the day, the Bucks did not have anything on either side on the offensive side or the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. It's, so, been, a, it's been a weakness, but you guys did get better momentarily. Yeah. There. So, you know, when you when you've had players come through like your your uh, Hakeem Nicks and uh, and Dominican Sue has been in there. You've got Shaq Barrett. Um, you know, they've drafted they drafted Joe Tryon Shranka, who's, you know, slowly coming along. 
So they've, you know, they've made some moves to continue to improve on that that line, and they're going to continue to, uh, you know, attack that. Awful story broke today, um, or I think it was today that I, I read it first. Yeah, sure. Jack Barrett's yeah. child uh, drowned, which is mm. so. I mean, the most horrific thing you can can yeah. think of is not only do I have children, but I actually I have a pool in my backyard. Mm. Thank, thank God, my. I didn't get it when my kids were young, but we, you know, you have to, it's always, yeah. we hear these occasionally, we hear these wildly horrific and heartbreaking, heart wrenching stories. So our hearts go out to him, even in, and the bucks and his family, even though we don't like the football team, we yeah. understand that these people are really people. And man, I can't imagine living that. It reminds me of a story of, um, uh, and I forget the guy's name. I wouldn't know it, but it's been so long. He used to play tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, and the poor guy, uh, back like the he was had a big what like a big full size truck, and the kid was behind him. And it, you know, and it's just like you can't. And I, I have children, you know, yeah. and it's like these things can happen to any single one of us. It's yeah. so terrible to hear. So uh, hopefully. Yeah. Um, not hopefully is that hope whatever is I mean gosh I uh, I can't imagine living with that for the rest of my life. Um, so yeah. Yo Gabba Gabba next though. Yeah. <laughs> what a name this guy's got. What's this guy's name? Uh, Yaya Diaby. Yaya Diaby. Now no, that's y'all's t-shirt. That's y'all's cheese t-shirt <laughs> genius right there. So uh, again, you know, addressing the linebacker position, you know that uh, Levante David. Uh, resigned with the Bucks, which I was really happy about, and you know, hopefully, this is somebody he did. Is this the yeah. when he was saying that he was going to sit out? What'd they give him? No, that's uh, you're talking about um, Devin White, Devin White. Uh, okay, so we'll see what happens with that situation. I'm I'm unsure. Um, you know me, I'm I'm honest about it. I'm not going to sit here and be a homer. Uh, Devin White is not, is not, he, um, you can't give this guy max money just based on his his play last year i mean he played good but he didn't play you know over the top good where you oh, give somebody a max contract so yeah there was I, one point where people were comparing him to luke keekley at one well, moment when he first also, came into the league i wanted to ask you that gene a few weeks ago it was a part of our show you know there were rumors that he potentially wanted to be traded uh gone to another team and then people were kind of playing clips of him last year just looking terrible yeah. is that was it just unmotivated to be there um, and do you think that they will trade him um i think that i don't think the bucks are going to trade him i think they're going to you know use him um this is a, a year where he can get get some film out there and you know maybe he can he can get that max contract but again there were times where he was a liability in coverage and there were times where he just was going rogue and not taking care of his assignments and it's just those are little things the, the little details that make great players and you know if you you know you guys know as well as i do players like luke keekley he always had an eye for detail he was always in the right place at the right time and you rare you didn't see him going out playing rogue he was a guy that took care of his assignment and kept everybody else in line uh he was like a quarterback on the defense when he was on the field so uh we just haven't seen him get to that point where he's that guy who's, you know, controlling everything on, on the defensive side of the ball. It just hasn't occurred. And again, it's one of those things. I just don't see how you can get this guy on max contract. 
Tony? Yeah, I mean, I'll go when when you look at the way the Bucks have been built, right? They're still the same talented. I mean, really, from the from a, a large portion of it, they're still the same team that won the Super Bowl, right? From a, from the roster standpoint, outside of the quarterback, I know we've you know, and I'm sure you've talked about the quarterback position ad nauseum as we have uh, as Panthers fans. But what is the one thing or the one move that you think they need to make to be back? at that same caliber of, or at least close to being the caliber of team that the talent around it should, you know, would deem that it's, you know, needs to be. Ooh, that's a tough one. Cause I'm still not, I'm still, the jury's still out with me on the head coach. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I, I love Todd Bowles as a defensive coordinator. I would never have a problem with him being a defensive coordinator, but uh, he looks are- old and uh, tired on the side. And, and it kind of reminds me of when Dirk Cutter uh, a little bit when Dirk Cutter was the uh, was the head coach went from offensive coordinator to, to head coach of the Bucks, and I'm just not 100 percent sure that this is the guy because last year there was a game where the Bucks would have rather gone into overtime than taken a chance to go down and win the game, and that's that's coaching right there. And it was at that point I really struggled to. To really be one hundred percent, yeah, to be one hundred percent behind this guy because you know we're so used to Bruce Arians, you know, risking it and you know whatever whatever you needed to do, and now you have somebody who's playing conservative, you know, early early two thousands, mid two thousands football is what you're kind of seeing. So I hope he can turn this around and you know lean on his offensive coordinator and uh, you know let these guys play to their strengths right. is what I'm really hoping for. But I can tell you for a fact that your head coach and your quarterback are, are the two of the biggest and most important pieces on the team. On, on a, I know you have to factor in the rest of the team, but just going from Bruce Arians and Jameis Winston to Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, and you throw in some free, uh, free agency pieces, and you've got a team that goes to the Super Bowl. And, you know, again, you're, you have to have a quarterback that can come in and make good decisions, uh, not just make plays with his legs, but, you know, be able to get the ball out as quickly as possible without putting a lot of stress on the offensive line as well. How are you feeling about the NFC South and the layout now uh, going forward as we go in? Because, I mean, I, we get so locked into the way we see our own teams. We're in this – we've been in this wild excitement because we got a new coaching staff, offensive coaching staff, which we have never had. Now we got our quarterback, so we are the skies. We feel like the sky's the limit. We're like, oh, Absolutely. we're gonna win the NFC South. <laughs> That's how we go. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's up for it's definitely up for grabs. Uh, I think with um, you know the, the Saints brought in Derek Carr, which I'm not, yeah, you know, whatever. And uh, I just think that you know I, I look at the Saints and possibly Atlanta, um, you know, competing for you know that NFC South title as well. Uh, fantastic stuff. Uh, um, Gene, are you on um, StreamYard these days? Is that what you rock with? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know StreamYard has a rebroadcast to your own channel feature now where if we did something here on our channel, you can push it to your channel and monetize it yourself and do something. I think this might be the feature that brings back Southbound and Dome. We need to make it happen. You know, a once a month maybe or a bi-weekly show where we get that going on. 
and we could just talk shit to Atlanta Falcon fans and Saints fans <laughs> together, you and I, just team up you together. Know, you know, I'm, I'm all for it, especially Atlanta. I'm all for it. You know, I, I do not have a problem with that. So Somehow uh, they became – they were the laughing stock on day one for drafting a, a running back, and then somehow the media has gone and said they have like an A-plus draft or some shit after Dude, this. I'm like, you know, what if, is if I'm the a, hell? The Panthers and the Bucks have gotten the short end of the stick when it comes to these power rankings. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely hysterical. Have you, did you see Dan Hanzus' power rankings there? I haven't seen them. I haven't they seen them. Ha- they have the Bucks like listed at like 29th, and they have the Panthers at like 25. They dropped us seven spots after the draft. They moved. How do you go New- down after you get moved, your quarterback? Yeah. No, listen, this is even worse. <laughs> they moved New Orleans up to like 16. Mm-hmm. From like they were like at 28. They moved them up like 12 spots because of Derek Carr. And I, I, I listen. I'm going to go through this rant, so bear with me. Um, and then they had the Falcons listed ahead of all of us. Mm-hmm. Like they were listed like at number 20. And I'm just sitting here thinking, all right, let's look at what we have in the uh, – let's just look at it from an, uh, an objective position. The New Orleans Saints have – No cap space. Derek no, Carr. Well, no, that's right? always – let, let's, let's just talk about what they have. They have Derek Carr. They have Alvin Kamara, who might uh, not Alvin even Kamara be there. Yep, he might do some time. Right. Which right. Right. he really should. Time? So, he should do some time based on what he we saw in that video. Time. Right. Really? Yes. I didn't oh, see. Yeah. I need to go find the video. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was it was clear that he did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how he's going to have any defense at this, but anyway. Um. But when you, a lot of people are like the the you know they they should they should go up in 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 uh in you know the power rankings because they have Derek Carr who is like a good quarterback and I'm like, do you guys realize what he did with the Raiders last year with the number one wide receiver in the NFL, the number one running back in the NFL, the number one uh, tight end. Darren, oh, well, not number one, but Darren Wall or whatever, whatever that guy was, he's been fantastic for years. Yeah, I so, I mean, he hasn't. And listen, I had him as a dra- like in my uh, fantasy league, right? The dude was absolutely horrendous last year. And you're thinking yeah. he's going to go to a new offense, learn again with a new offense with with a Michael Thomas who's always questionable, like that. That you yeah. really believe that this is about to happen? Like yeah. I just, I can't. And Michael believe- Thomas is old. He won't. You know, he's a p- old possession receiver. Josh in the chat said, "Car is old. Car is decent, and that's it. At the I, best, he's. Decent. I'm with CK. I drafted him last year in my fantasy league, and he disappointed me. Uh, so I'm not. I'm not down. Point. He, yeah. he, he. Like when you have Devontae, I don't know how I would. Devontae Adams would have like 30 points in a game, and and Derek Carr would still only have a net of 10, 10 points. Like it, right. was, it didn't make any sense. But it was like the dude found a way to he's not just be a mid, good quarterback. Man, he's two. He's two touchdowns, two interceptions every week, 225 yeah. yards. Gene, great stuff. Tell us where they can get after you. Buck what you heard, man. My favorite podcast title of all times. You can rock. I mean, it really is. It's like, I wish it wasn't for the Bucks or, or the team. It's such a good uh, the name for the podcast. I always say that when I see you. You've been like us, though. You've been rocking for a long time in this in these streets, man. Uh, it's you know what's, you know what's funny? Real quick, I just, uh, I'm just i noticing there have been some Carolina Panthers podcasts that have kind of popped up on my YouTube. I feel like I'm, you know, I'd be cheating on my girl if I went and watched them. So I'm like, I'm not interested. <laughs> kind of move sure. on. So where, where, you know, where were you guys when, when the Panthers were losing and they were, they were southbound and down basically, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're, 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 just, we're on these streets, right? Together. We've yeah. been on these streets for a minute. 
I know there's room for everybody else, but you know, when the new stuff comes along, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, C3, it's where I get my information. I've been getting my intel from you guys, so. This is the best way, guys. This is what we do. This is the same for me. It's like if I want to know about the Bucks or the Saints, I go check out the people that I've known that have been doing this and just intimately following it closely for a long time. They give a lot of good context. and we get, That's what I think our shows do is we don't just react to a headline, but we give a long-term context of things to the fact that I'm putting out stories right now on CarolinaCatChronicles.com about how Cam Newton's injury in 2014 is, and Brian Burns' uh, injury in this offseason could be so You know, it's like, it's not just what's been happening, but what is happening with Buck, what you heard, and how can our fans go find you? When are you going uh, on the YouTubes next? Uh, I'll be on tomorrow at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Buck, what you heard on, on YouTube. Uh, you follow me on on Twitter, uh, Buck. What you heard? Uh, you follow me, I'll follow you back. Uh, I love the love talking football, and this is going to be a fun season. Uh, nobody knows what the other teams got going on. I mean, we got a new offensive coordinator here in Tampa, and some new faces, and you know, the Panthers just have a totally new uh, look. Really? I mean, there's no film. There's no film on Carolina this year, yeah. so. We might be back to see. normal, Gene, and that is that every year it's a different team at the top of the NFC South. You remember like that's that. how it was for a long time, is that it was just from last to first, from first to last. It kept things exciting. Uh, hopefully we're uh, at the top. Gene, great stuff, man. Everybody go check out Gene Thomas at Buck What You Heard. Man, we're going to be getting back together a lot more now in oh, this yeah, offseason. Up. Oh, I love you guys, man. Great show, great content. Keep it up, man. You're the man, Gene. All right. What do we got next, Cody? Good stuff there. Getting a little intel next week. Going to try to link up with our old friend Bob Rose um, from the Canal Street Chronicles and some other, like we got, we've been, we rock with a lot of people going way back. It's time to, now that we've gotten the draft settled, it's time to look around into free aid. What have other teams done and really get some intel about what the NFC. In, in general is and the NFC South because yes we feel like we're in a good position and I do I feel like we really have a real opportunity but we got to know what these other teams are doing thanks Gene for that insight what do we got up next yeah man well let's talk about the guy that we traded up into the third round for defensive lineman DJ Johnson now I feel like out of every draft pick that the Panthers made this was by far the most controversial because yeah, because nobody look- knew his name. That's why. Yeah, that, and also, let's be real. The first highlight that you saw of Buddy was him punching a fan in the back of the head, dude. Like uh, him already. I, yeah, so you know the dude has an edge to him. Um, let me read uh, what's on the screen here. Uh, I got, I got he, you. He, yeah, uh, he played in 11 of Oregon's first 12 games, making 10 starts. Led the Ducks with a career-high six sacks, tied for fifth most in the Pac-12. Second on the team with a career-high of 8.5 tackles for loss. 39 total tackles, including 15 solo. And, you know, the thing about Played him both is, sides of the ball, Cody. Is yeah. The year before he played. this, And people end. forget this, or at least not for, um And maybe it's not as much in big programs, but I know this happens at East Carolina, my alma mater, a lot. Is that guys all of a sudden will be playing tight end, then they'll play defensive end, then they'll or you know, 
they they go and recruit athletes and then they try to figure out how to use them. So, you know, he this past year, it seems like they found his place. He, you know, got some sacks, but they talk a lot about his power and his strength, not just his speed. Yeah, I mean, that's really what you're kind of looking for with this guy. Uh, this is his RAS numbers, 8.39. Uh, and, you know, some areas he did incredibly well. And then some areas, you know, uh, he isn't necessarily the most nimble of players. Uh, he's a very powerful guy. How about this, though? Six foot four, 200 and what, 75 pounds. Or 260 is what Scott Fitter said. I mean, he's probably a little bit more than that. He's listed as a little bit more than that. Uh, this this man is powerful in the hands. So one of the things that you're going to love about him is his ability to defend the run. Uh, and that's part of the reasons, uh, the reason why Panther fans uh, are starting to warm up to this pick. Now, we did trade it up for him, and I, I still have it in my mind that the Panthers panicked a little bit because they saw that there was a run on defensive ends happening, and they wanted to make sure that they secured their guy. And, uh, and and that's what they did. So, uh, Greg, CK, what say you while I play some clips of the man? I don't really know enough about him, to be truly honest with you. And that's part of the reason why I said I wasn't insanely impressed. And, you know, you mentioned that right beforehand. Um, but we need help in this era, in this area. So depth is always good. I want to see – I'm going to give the guy a chance because there's been plenty of third-round picks that have come out and been just fine. So we were screaming for this, for help on the other side, for Brian Burns. So I want to see what uh, what this guy can do. Yeah, I mean, here's my my uh, my official position. Um, pretend like I'm a guy who hasn't watched anything Panthers related for the past uh, five or six days since the draft, and uh, and then just talk to me like I'm a toddler. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what? Here, let's have uh, Scott Fitter talk to us like. Uh, we're Panther fans. Round three, you, you got DJ Johnson. There are a lot of folks wondering about this pick and why you zoned in on DJ Johnson. Talk me through this and, you know, why was he not only worth a third-round pick but trading up for to go get him? Yeah, I think we had to understand from our, our defensive staff, what are you looking for in these uh, outside backers? You know, on the other side, we have Brian Burns, who's long, athletic, really dynamic off the edge. On this side, they needed someone who could really set the edge and also get after the quarterback. And there's some other pass rushers in this draft who were probably in the 230 range and just couldn't quite do what our defense was going to ask them to do. And DJ had the body type, and he's got the upside that our coaches wanted to work with. Like I said, he is strong. He can do speed to power, and you can see the speed chasing backside. He's got a ton of upside to him. You know, he's got his play tight end and uh, defensive end. And really, he was one of the last big bodies on the board that, that, that could play that role for us. And just the conviction from our, our, our staff, our, our scouts liked him. And we thought, hey, listen, let's, let's go get him. Um, if we lose him, you know, it's going to be hard to replace a guy like that. We don't. There's not another big body like this. So let's, let's be aggressive and let's just go get him. And uh, he fits what we need. Is he somebody, not to belabor the point, but, and look, I know this stuff has to play itself out on the field, but being that he's a little bit older at 24 years old already, is this a guy that you look at who might be more ready to contribute right away this year, or is he more of a project? I think the way the coaches are going to use him, he'll be on the field right away. Okay. You know, the, the plan is for him to be out there rushing opposite Burns. We'll have Vitor out there. We'll have Barno, Marquise Haynes. But he, he's that big body, like I said, can set that edge, play physical. And you don't find too many guys that are 6'4", 260 that can run 4'4", and chase them from backside like he can. So, uh, you know, despite what's being said out there about him, we're really excited about him. 
Yeah, so guys, this is one of the things where I don't know if I necessarily agree all the way with Fitter. It's not that he's not going to see the field, but when you look at his film, he definitely is going to need some polish in terms of adding some extra pass rush maneuvers. So yeah, there he does have an incredible speed to power bull rush. He's very physical, very strong. I mean, again, the dude is 260 plus pounds and ran a four, four, nine. Like the dude has all that athletic potential, but he tends to get hung up uh, when he loses his reps against opposing tackles or even interior offensive linemen. So he's going to have to develop those extra pass rush maneuvers to be able to disengage and, and get to the quarterback. He's going to need a, a fresh coat of polish, and I don't necessarily know how long that's going to take for DJ. So you know, I don't want everyone to have too much hopes that, oh, he's going to come out and be the next Greg Hardy for the Carolina Panthers. Hey, we hope so. You know, without all of the off the field issues, too, certainly. But you know, you're hoping that not you're a gonna, good start. You're hoping that you're gonna get that kind of a player out of him. But you know, pump the brakes because it might not happen right away. I was a little surprised at how quick he was to say you expect to see him on the field. Yeah, he said they plan on putting him on you the know, field. You know, I mean, I, I was a little surprised because usually they just go, Oh, we're gonna compete. It's competition, but I mean, he really is back in this pickup. I wonder if he's feeling kind of the, not the heat, but hearing the news, hearing the words about the trade up for him and some different things there. But, you know, they, they went and got a player for a scheme. This is a scheme, a scheme fit player that they went and got. Uh, I tell you, this is uh, as a, I'm, I've never had a three, four defense for the Carolina Panthers that worked. Right. The, the only times that we've tried to do it have been forced and maybe the personnel and the coaching wasn't best at it. You know, um, now the three, four defense has always given us fits, given us crazy fits as an offense. But one mm-hmm. thing, though, is going back, there was a time, Cody. Now, now the the typical defensive end, like there was a time where they didn't have the term edge. Right. It was just right. defensive end. they didn't call him edge. Like it's like, oh, this is a pass rusher. Oh, like that's a specialist. But there was a time where teams were trying to find these magical players. Maybe not like a Julius Peppers, because maybe Peppers Peppers is actually a guy who actually could have potentially done it. You know what I'm saying? Like is big and fast and agile enough to athletic enough where he can get in a cup, like do these things. But we saw even this is problems with Brian Burns. Like it was like you're dropping back your best pass rusher in the coverage. That sucks. But the yeah. the the NFL has always been looking for players to fit the three four defense, and it is a a skill. It's a, a physical skill set that you have to go after. Maybe not just a great player. The guy that comes to mind is a dude from Kinston, North Carolina, that went to UNC Chapel Hill who a lot of Carolina Panther fans wanted at one point. I think it was about 2012, maybe. He went to the New York Jets. His name was Quentin Copels. He actually, I think, played for the Panthers on our, like, in the, maybe, like, in the preseason or something, you know, like a, like in the training camp and got cut or something like this. But, you well, know, you're always projecting on a skill set in that 3-4. Three, four, yeah. three, four. And that's the tough, but until I see the 3-4 defense work, 
or the Carolina Panthers, I'm still going to have a little like, ugh. Yeah, some uh-huh. trepidation. Yeah. Well, also, one of the downsides of a 3-4 is that it's not necessarily the greatest against defending the run. And right. to me, that's why that's they how you drafted, beat it, right? Yeah, like that's why they drafted uh, this guy. DJ, yeah, DJ Johnson because he's big and powerful enough to be able to set a physical edge when these nimble defensive backs are bouncing it to the edge. Um, hey, you want to see him punch a fan on the back of the head? <laughs> Why not? I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe they deserved it. Oh, I mean, well, hey, this is. I mean, and by the way, credit to Big John for one from one Carolina because I heard him say that first on his show, and that was very funny to me. That this really is the first thing. If you were on Twitter after the pick was made, this is the first thing that you this saw. Is how we got you. to know you. Oh. Yeah, his coaches were mad as hell. On the road, on no, 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 the road. A guy with right a cowboy it's the hat. Dude, it's the dude what with a cowboy what hat. He and he just goes, oh. Now, somebody said Damn. that that might have been a player and not a fan. That he just wasn't in pads or something. Well, well whatever. I wonder, I I'm surprised, know. you know, is at least he, well, well, you know, one thing we haven't heard is what was, uh, what was it when Miles Garrett got into this? You know what he said, you know, there's a way like we haven't heard that. It's just, it's like, um, it's like, there's a reason that I did it. You know, I wonder, I mean, obviously the guy said something. You can't be that upset about just losing college football game. <laughs> you never know. I mean, maybe he just hates to lose. You know, okay. you and he know. hates dudes in stupid ass cowboy hats. Like yeah. him already. You know what Dion said? Dion said, I want my quarterback from a two family, two parent household, and I want my defensive ends that punch fans in the back of the head. I said, That's what I heard. <laughs> so, yeah. Dion's funny, man. He's a right. old school in that way. Well, let's continue. We're almost done. With the draft picks. And I mean, listen, if not for the Jonathan Mango pick, this might be the true fan favorite, Tony. And it's Chandler oh, Zavala. Hey, you're messing me up here, bro. I know. I'm my bad. My bad. My here. bad. My bad. Um, all right. So Chandler Zavala. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm NC right, State I'm guy, listening. which, you know, is look, is and we wanted. What's yeah, that? him and him they, and, they, him they play together. Him and Kim and Kwan who played next to one another. But okay. listen to this, man. 615 pass block snaps. Zero sacks allowed in his career. This is not season. This is a career. And one quarterback hit allowed. I mean, this dude is a mauler at the guard position. And uh there's Walla, a clip. Wa- Walala, it's Zavala. Zavala packs a wallop. Can I ask what's going on with teams now wanting to team up players who played together in college? And I get it to a certain extent. It's great. But are you basically just letting college coaches set the rosters for the NFL now? No, I think you this is this? Like, probably like, a big. I don't think it's that they played together. I think fans uh, make that link. 
I think no, no, we no. may. There, there, there are a ton of teams who are drafting players who play together in college. Look at Joe Burrow and, uh, and his wide receiver. Look at the offense. Well, the that's a different story because like, that's like a connection thing. That And that, also, and by the way, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow also had like together the most phenomenal but Greg, I would even, But Greg, I would even say that it's more important for yeah. offensive linemen because they work in such a tandem. And the fact that these two dudes – have a history literally playing right next to each other. In fact, here they are. Uh, this is, uh, I believe they had, yeah, so this is him at guard, and this is a Kim Aquanu at left tackle. And listen, they do a great job of making a run lane for that running back. I mean, they have history with one another. And I love that you see my man being able to pull. This is what NFL teams do now. You have to be able to pull your guards across the formation and uh, get a blocker out in front of your running back. And Miles Sanders is going to be able to take advantage of this type of stuff. He's an east-west guy. Yeah, Miles Sanders. Well, yeah, the, the, the type of chemistry that him and Icky have, uh, yeah, that's probably a real benefit to why they drafted him. I'm interested in what they do at left guard now because I've been a big fan of Brady Christensen. And everyone's trying to relegate him to the bench, like his, uh, you know, they want him to be a swing tackle or something. And why yeah, he really a, stepped up into an important role last year, right? And he never a played the position before. This and, is and look, that, well. those are those are people. Actually, I don't know who's actually saying it, but there were a group of people who didn't like Brady Christensen. Maybe they were reacting to you because you loved him. You know, maybe these are a certain yeah. group of Panther fans that said, oh, because Cody doesn't like him, we're going to dislike him. Right. Yeah. Um, and then they lock on to Cade Mays somehow and that like all of a sudden he's supposed to be phenomenal. But the line was at its best when we had Brady Christensen <laughs> and crazy. Bradley Bozeman. Yeah, that's holding like a it's holding like crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the definition of holding. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst holding you can do. You're not even holding yeah, on the inside. Don't show this anymore. It's make, not making me impressed. Turn that. Turn that, <laughs> turn that up. Brady Christensen, yeah. <laughs> you are winning right now. No, but like is I, uh, I am excited about this. Is that we were searching for what did I say? Is like continue to load up at these position groups, and we were doing these mock drafts, man, and we were trying to find these guys. And if you like this dude. Was he 64? Yeah. <laughs> you can't. No, you can't that's not, not a hold. That's, that's a hold. position. That's grab him and throw him to that's the ground. Not like a hold. That's, that's no, that's a pen. No, dude, that's like a judo toss. You're okay. you're flipping him. You're you not do grabbing that. him. You can't yeah, do, okay. do that. Yeah. That, and dude, my man is a beast, man. My Inside man the pads. But yeah, that poor a, little guy. Look at that. What's he going to do? You know, we got to see what he's going to do in the NFL. Yeah. He got parallel with the ground look. Yeah, I mean, but hey, look, it's keep he never, adding. He didn't give up a sack in his entire college. He only career. had 772 holding calls, though. Right. <laughs> nah, no, I don't know. Yeah, like no, I'm happy. Jerseys, all I'm saying. Uh, Zavala, hot make you want to holla. And uh, let's see this. is uh, we're, we're shopping some things around here. Greg's in the background. He's in the lab. Yeah. What we got here? We got a little... Uh, Mingo, Bazingo. Yeah. What we got here? Let's see what we're working on. Let's see. And, and you know what? We need this is that so many of our fans, or not our fans, but our community, 
uh, have taken such an investment in our show, which I love. They joined the C3 gang on Twitter. They send us clips. We've had people design backgrounds for us. Who was it? Uh, in German, like, uh, it yeah, Coach was uh, designed one of our backgrounds. Yeah. Right. So we love when you guys take ownership of this show. Remember, CarolinaCatChronicles.com is our sandbox. If you want to write, you want to do anything. If you want to find a way of an idea for the website that doesn't even have to be an article, it could be some sort of feature that we can do of whatever. We want you to make C3 because we can't do this by ourselves. We haven't done it by ourselves and it's not for us. It's with us. We're doing it together. So if you got ideas, if you've got some design skills, particularly for t-shirts, which would be great, but you got to use the vector software. I know people can send us a lot of great pictures or like a lot of great images, but it's really hard to get them onto t-shirts unless they're designed in the right mm-hmm. programming. That's the key here. Uh, thanks. Big shout out to Len Leonhart, who has, has been so gracious and designed so many of our, our things in the past. I've been yeah. talking with her a lot lately. Yeah. She's Every, wonderful. I've run all my designs by her. Yeah. But uh, that, that's the thing. What do we got here? What's it? What's Greg in the lab cooking up right now? Just a little brainstorming activity here. Oh, this one's simple, man. I'm just, I'm trying to design a whole bunch of different kinds of t shirts. I'm working on the Bryce is Right, Bryce Up Sun the Mingo Bingo shirt. And then I have two different, just C3 Panther fandom shirts. We've got to have one for the football, the ultimate fantasy league, the giveaway for the ultimate fantasy league. That I yeah. Yeah. And then just one for the season for next year. But I did put it in the, uh, I don't know if y'all want to y'all share it. I put it. Yeah. In the, uh, oh, group chat where is it? For, uh, it's Twitter in the, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But this one doesn't look too bad. I don't think. Ooh, I, you know what? This actually is this one. This is something like this could really work. The other thing, though, is this is, uh, Greg, is that we could do something to the effect of what if we did, I mean, that's a mango bingo card like uh, CK was suggesting. Mm-hmm. But you could also maybe do just off- like uh, offensive numbers, like I9 uh, or B9, Bryce Young B9. Right, like, yeah. and it could just be numbers, and it could just be mango bingo, and then like, like we could just put a line through it and say touchdown or something. I don't know. All of these, yeah. we need you guys uh, to continue to help us. I love this mango bingo card. At the very least, we're making them, mm-hmm. and we're playing them this year, like just right. cards. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually like this the layout of this card and all, all the stuff on it. I could do this and randomize where the stuff's at, and we could pass out. I could. I could email people Mingo Bingo cards to print out and play. Or we can just here's here's the other thing we can do is you can have people put um like have it be like a contest of saying uh you know basically any somebody create your own bingo card um or maybe we make uh, the you know we give the 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 um, different categories and whoever gets bingo first throughout the season uh wins the uh wins X Y or Z you know. They just have to, it, Ooh, you know, Ooh, we can, we assign can do those. something like a secret gamble thing because, you know, we can maybe do this on Discord where you buy a mango card for a dollar. You won't tell anybody. Can you trade? Your, can internet. you trademark your last name? Tribe of Judas says, make sure it doesn't have a trademark. So oh, don't worry. Money. This small stuff like this is small potatoes, baby. Like, is look, sue us. Right. Sue us, bro. If Mingo you. sues yeah. us, it's <laughs> like we're gonna get so you. much publicity. Yeah. It's gonna be like you're right. You can mm-hmm. have the eight dollars we made on these t-shirts. 
You're right. Bingo, mango card. You're right. We'll give you all the profits times 10, and that's $100. <laughs> Could we also uh, reach out to him about maybe saying like portions of every shirt sold would go to uh, charity or something like that? Well, you like know, we charity. yeah, we do the charity thing. This is our we first started our first one this year. This was Greg's idea, great one. And that on the bye week, because we have a a week to kind of burn where we are going to do the show no matter what, we have the bye week charity drive, and um, maybe we could do Mingo Bingo cards for charity. I like that. That'd be pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, yeah, the next. Uh, so the next player that we have up on the docket is Jamie Robinson. And listen, I give credit where credits due, man. Uh, shout out to Twan Don. I was making fun of him because every time I'm on his show, he'd mention Jamie Robinson out of FSU. Jamie Robinson out of FSU, and then he was actually with us. I got up, I did an impromptu show for day three of the draft. G-Baby literally called my phone, said, hey, get your ugly ass up and do a stream. So I said, this hey, man. Awesome. Cody sent me a message. He said, I'm on, they guilted me into this. I looked up, and there's like 250 people watching. Yeah, dude. It was, no wonder it was, you're ahead of the C3. Man, don't get no big idea. Twan Don going make to <laughs> make, make Cody go out on his own. Uh, dude, listen, man. So shout out to Twan because this was – Somebody that he was really loving. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and uh, no one really saw this coming. Like, the fact that we have Xavier Woods, you signed Vaughn Bell, you already have uh, Jeremy Chin. This is, uh, it kind of caught people by surprise. But, man, people are loving this dude already. He was in Atlanta when he got the call, and one of his next-door neighbors was a Panther fan and handed him a Panther beanie hat. For oh, nice. first, yeah, and handed him a first. Uh, fuck the Falcons, yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Uh, and uh, also another interesting thing to show you how ready this dude is to come in and play. He was the first drafted player to sign to his turns. contract. This is wild. Like he showed up, he's like, "I'm ready to go, motherfuckers." You ain't gonna get him out of the building. Yeah, man, the dude is awesome. Uh. You know, I hope he's he, great, but C- Cody, I gotta say this. I gotta say it. I hope he's great. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, I man. Or very goodness. little about him. Go ahead. But but um how many times have we gotten hype hype about these fifth round Safety defensive backs? Yeah, like from I mean, look, is you know what is right now I think the bar for this guy is Trey Boston. Right. is like if you can like Trey Boston arguably had the best career for the Carolina Panthers in that fifth round spot or whatever, that deep round spot. We've caught we've caught a couple of guys back there. We think, man, these guys are really going to stick. We're going to hit somebody. So I hope this is the dude. I love his attitude already. You know what he said? He said there's not a hundred and I think it was what was the number he was drafting? Yeah. This is what you want from a safety. Yeah, uh, so listen, I'm not, I'm not, was it 144? Yeah, he said this is whatever like the number was. As he said, there aren't 143 guys better than me in this draft. Like he's yeah, already like he already pulled the Cam Newton, the Randos out. But dude, I love it though. I man, he jumped on IG Live. Uh, I'm not playing the music, obviously, but man, he was turned up, bro. Too like, much red dude, for, dude, my, dude is, for my dude is the dude is ready to come in and compete he thought he was with going the Carolina to Panthers. And 
if you listen to the interview, uh, and not even the interview, but when Federer called him up and then he let uh, Ivero talk to him, he said, man, I'm looking in there to, to I'm looking to come in to compete to be a starter. And I love that. The, the dude has the dog mentality, man. So he's pumped up to be a Panther. He signed the contract. And then Pickle, he messaged me this morning and said someone on WFNZ said that uh, uh, Federer said that next year they're hoping that he's going to be a day one starter for the Panthers. I think this so is another, they really loved him. I think this is another good uh, example of um, while this draft at some point seems like you're like, why the heck did we get us, you know, like some of these, like the wide receiver in the second round here is um like the Xavier Woods, the who's the guy that we brought in, Von Bell. These are short-term answers. These are these right. are bridge pieces. So mm-hmm. I like this idea is that they're looking towards bringing in people that are going to be stepping into bigger roles in the future too. So I think there's some wisdom in the in the background here about some of these selections that it's hard to see at these moments because we're so looking at this season, what's going on, and we just look at the roster and go, what are our needs? Yeah. And, you know, he's a strong safety type of player. I mean, if you look at his highlights, dude, he is running downhill. He is a thumper. He has a nose for the football. I mean, he's a great depth pick. He kind of reminds me a lot of Vaughn Bell. Well, which is perfect. Guy to study behind, right? Yeah, I mean, literally the perfect guy for him to study behind. Go ahead, Greg. I'll say the good thing about drafting the safety is, I mean, you've always got the possibility of switching to to the cornerback. You know, when you play in safety, yeah. I mean, it, it's actually a slightly easier position. So if you're really good at safety, you might be a better cornerback. So this guy knows coming on this team, I'd be as happy as he is if all I had to think was, all I got to do is be that C.J. Henderson and I can start. All I got to do is be that C.J. Henderson and I can start. That's easy. So Well, you, you have to have the hips. <laughs> you, have to have, you have to have the hips to be able to play a cornerback. And yeah. shout out to, to Drew Irvin. He also says uh, it'll probably lead to a lot of production on special teams. I agree with that notion. I do think he'll be a great special teamer, especially early in his career. But one of the things that's been brought up is that Ejiro Vero, there's going to be a lot of times on the field this year where the Panthers have five defensive backs on the field. So they want to be multiple and plentiful. Run in 3-3-5 again? Well, I mean, no, I, I don't know. It's There's going to be a lot of nickel types of formations. Right, right. He said, it seems run. like they did that a lot with Denver, right? They didn't have yeah. a great defensive front, but somehow right. does seem a, um, a different way maybe than we're accustomed to for building a defense. Yeah, so the, this pick and uh, the DJ, or pardon me, the Jonathan Mango pick, they were both two positions that were – um, favored in free agency. You know, we made some real moves at the wide yeah. receiver and safety position, and yet they still drafted one of I both think of that's that positions. future look I'm talking about is it's not about this year. It's about how we're going to continue to to transition beyond these players that we just and acquired in free agency. it's also sort of philosophical uh, that there, there are our front office, they're on that best player available <laughs> train. That they're not going to shop hungry like David Gettleman wants. I don't know if we today. really saw that in this draft, though, Cody. I don't know if we went best player available. I felt like it was scheme, a real scheme fit. Okay. 
uh, for this okay. is because, like, I mean, for instance, the defensive end we got, like, I mean, some of these these guys are, I feel, and, and you know what, to be honest, let's just be fair, is the best player available shit is sort of bullshit. It truly mm, is. It's it really is. It depends no, on what you no, need. No, really no. here's the thing is, all right, so there's two reasons that best player available is kind of bullshit. Okay. Number one is best player available works in like the say the top forty or fifty draft picks, right? Is that because who the fuck can really tell us who is the difference between a one thirty second pick and a one forty two pick? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that your? I mean, there's not a real. That's just preference at that point. There's not a arguable difference between those people. The other thing is the other reason that kind of best player is kind of bullshit is like if you have a player that's a if you have a quarterback look is the bears didn't draft a quarterback this year best player available would have been a quarterback mm-hmm. so there well, are a couple of reasons there's a couple of anomalies and so i do believe what you do is you set yourself up like dave gettleman always said you use free agency to set yourself up to not be backed into a corner where you can pick best player best player available but i think after the second round and you know what? To be honest, I don't even think I think after pick 50, it's just preference who the real like, how the hell do you truly say best player available when the guys are roughly all the same in a certain way? It's like, what's really the difference between the number 88 pick and the number 77 pick? You know well, what? It's, it's just it, it, who it, fucking took them and when. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tony, I completely disagree with you on this. To like the, I have the exact opposite mindset. <clears throat> you say best player available is only for the first one through forty picks, and after that, well, it's I just preference. made a number. But like, all no, right, no, I so, get yeah. it. I, but you're saying the fir- first round, first the, the the ones that are going to make the most impact. I say the ones in the first round, the first forty picks, are the ones that you're picking on preference because you make moves to move up to get these players that you maybe didn't even need to do. When you get to the point where you're past these players, then you're just taking whoever the best available player is for depth. The first few rounds, you're taking the people you prefer. I mean, think about it. The, the Texans traded up to get Will Anderson. Will Anderson's a bad example. Uh, let me think about the, the Lions. The Lions traded up for preference. Didn't need to. Who? For the running back? They didn't trade yeah. up for running back, did they? They did trade up. Yeah, they traded. They, well, uh, the well, that's just dumb. Well, either way, that's what, that's what I'm saying. So in the first in the first round or two, first round and a half, two rounds, you're voting. You're you're drafting for preference. You are looking at the best players available, but everybody in those first hundred picks are all pretty decent players. After that, you're going for the best player available to fill a to, to fill uh, uh, depth on the team. In my opinion, if we all had, say, we all had. First of all, shout out to my co-hosts. They have beautiful wives, right? So, mm. imagine y'all didn't have beautiful wives and you had average wives. And we all argued about who was the most beautiful out of the average, right? Like, really, it's like what I'm saying is this is like who really, but there's fucking... no guarantee that they're at, even though they might, and somebody else here, Cody. If we would have picked some other player, you would have been like, Oh, I could tell you a million reasons why he's fucking fantastic. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, this is not, you cannot tell me. That if you're picking 144, that you go, you know what? Uh, the guy 147 
but listen, BPA. Tony, but we we're, go we're BPA looking, here. I think they're here, here, here's they the do. difference, though. We're looking at it from a fan perspective. You have to understand that the Panthers and all these NFL teams, they have been combing over film for months at a time. But and it's still they might, they they just rank they, might, they might know that their receiver core or their defensive back unit or whatever has more glaring holes than other parts of their yeah, team. That supports but, my point. But no, but through your evaluation process, if you have a defensive tackle who is a better player than any of the other cornerbacks or or, or linebackers or whatever you might need more of that's left on the board. Sometimes you just take the player that is more talented because you believe that you're going to be able to get That's more That's just so subjective, though. You're acting like player. It, you guys are acting like though, it's Tommy. objective, though. No, when you say best player available, you're acting like that's an objective feature. Right. It's, it's not. That's the problem. The it's whole subjective. point that is this yeah. is that they all they had 1,300 draft players that they scouted. They had 150 players on their board. There was 150 play, You know what I'm saying? Like, is that they're not just like, it's not like, oh, well, we have a choice between this guy and this guy. Who's the best player? I mean, it's that, I think that's too simple. I think that's too mathematical of an equation here. So what's the other question then, Tony? If you're in that position and you say, okay, we have this guy and we have this guy, what's the deciding factor if it's not best player available? If it's not, if it's not the fact that we don't necessarily need okay. another right, cornerback, here, we don't a need a decent tackle, but this guy answer. is better than this guy. I got What's answer. the deciding factor? Uh, there was a run on this position. <laughs> this position's thinning out here, so you could say something to the effect of, "Is this? Is that? Like, yeah, we've got this guy ranked best player available, but if we get to the next round, our next offensive guard is so far down on the list in comparison, while our safety." could be relatively close to this. So I think there are some other factors in like how position groups, the depth of position groups, the position of your next pick, the people that are going off the board at that moment, what other teams are evaluating at that moment. So I just don't fully believe it's like you can put a score on each player and just say, well, we have them ranked at this guy is 1.87 and this guy is 1.86. So let's pick the 1.86 guy. I think that's too. I think it's. It, I think you. We give them too much credit sometimes. So then, what do you think is separating them? Like, what did you think makes them make a pick over the other? Because at the end of the day, and this is what people are saying about our draft, we needed a linebacker, or most people thought that we needed a linebacker. Uh, we're going to talk about our cornerbacks here. I think here we went after this defensive A lot of people thought need. that we needed our corner really bad on this team. The fact that we prior or that we drafted positions that we had already filled upon in free agency says that, yeah, just because we might need a corner doesn't mean that we're just going to take a guy that, you know, we think is going to be the best. We're trying to get someone that's going to be a legit talent on this football team. Well, one right away, I would say this is that um, when you say need, like what we need, I think looking in the short term and long term needs are different. So that's why I think this mango pick, I think also this uh, this safety pick here are good examples of that. They're not necessarily even picks that are about this year. While they believe they could be contributors this year, it's about building a team that has some longevity and some future. I think another thing that goes into this 
again. So you, the question was, pose the question one more time. If it's not best player available, what is it? Oh, so you acted like this. How are they selecting these players if they're not choosing best player available? Right. Because it's clear that uh, uh, that um, I think it's best player. I think what we should say is this. Is it's best? I'm going player. to David. I promise. Go ahead. It's a me. it's an equation. All right. I think that it's an algorithm yeah. instead okay. of a number, right? And so I don't think it's necessarily as I think best player available oversimplifies it. I think sometimes it's best player available times position of need times future that's vision. A, that's a better times way to look at. It, I think future yeah. scheme and stuff like that. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm is because some of this is schematic, too, is imagine if you said yeah. best player available, but then you pick a guy that really doesn't fit what you're trying to do in the future. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, looking at our undrafted free agent list, which we'll bring up here in a minute, a lot of defensive players. So it tells me that this move to a 3-4, they're really hoping that they get the right kind of players. Yeah, to be able to oh, it's a big transition. That we're getting ready to run. Um, yeah, but to the super chats, uh, David Screws with the two dollars says, I read a report that Fidder is looking at XFL players. Oh, hey, brother, I wouldn't know. I have not watched one second of the XFL, <laughs> man. Neither have I. Yeah. Not even one. I haven't, but you know, everybody that I've heard Ooh. uh say say that's, that's good. Oh. And there's a story on um <laughs> The story on um, the athletic right now that I've been meaning to read, and it's like I watched the XFL, so you don't have to. <laughs> like, so I can tell you. <laughs> what you're not, I mean, like, I mean, it was. It's cool. I've been meaning to read it because it's probably going to be favorable about it. And there is real talent in those. Look, PJ Walker. Think about that. There are players that are going to make rosters. Uh, in there. All right. Uh, oh, and this we got. We can, this is a good segue too here. Well, yeah, you're well, gonna Kev's thing real quick with the protect the bow. I yeah, love that Bojangle Stadium, but you've got to do you got to do protect the jangle. I mean, come on, it's got to be the Carolina Jangle, right? If you're gonna have Bojangle, I like the bank, man. If we if the, like bank, the bank, if too, a, yeah, if Bank of America pulls out of this shit, uh, what are they gonna need a bailout? David, Te- yeah, David Tepper and these banks. I feel like he's pretty tight with bank. Didn't Bank of America wasn't that the stock he made all his money on? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. sure that's the one he bought at three dollars or whatever, and then rocketed up afterwards. I'm not yeah, sure. I'm not. I'm no, because remember in 08, in 08, all the that, banks yeah. went down. It was 08. It was 08. Yeah. I was in getting out of graduate school, and the banks were just a mess. You had Wachovia going out of business. You had some different ones. You had a what Lehman Brothers failing, and and uh, that's David Tepper. That's where he made his money. Is buying low. He bought, I think it was Bank of America at like three dollars, and then it went up Maybe to thirty three. You know, so he bought like three hundred billion, and then he went up to three three billion afterwards or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's run through a few of these, dude. These layouts are really fucking with me. Um, so let's jump through a few of these right quick. If I can pick one that I can actually that we see. like. All right, I no, can read I can it. Right, other draft. No, you're good. Come- uh, Jonathan Mango. So this is just the numbers, and this came out today. Uh, Jonathan Mango wearing number fifteen for the Panthers. DJ Johnson number fifty-two. A lot of people said, "Ew, that was Terrier Whitehead's number." 
And, it's also John uh, Beeson's number, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what, yeah. Then yeah. someone really yeah. responded. That's John Beeson's number. So yeah, maybe he can revive fans. It. Fans making everything complicated. Love the number fifty-two. Chan- oh. Chandler's a lava number sixty-two. And how about Jamie Robinson wearing Christian McCaffrey's old number already? Interesting. Wow. Wearing the number twenty-two. And, uh, he uh, wasn't here long enough for us to like retire yeah, his yeah, jersey yeah. or like honor it even really to be honest with you. I love Christian McCaffrey but you can't right can't honor that Green. number right now yeah yeah man and he didn't do enough he had one great season. like I mean it's not like a retirement no, he had he had a great career he just a good career we, we good didn't career. do like you can have a great career but we don't accomplish anything and you're not going to get your number retired he didn't yeah, have no, a he didn't have. And by anywhere. the way, like, do people Luke realize? Went to a Super Bowl and had a but by the team. way, do people realize, like, a team like the, for example, the Dallas Cowboys, that have been around a lot longer than us, they have some legendary Hall of Fame players. You can't retire have, everybody's number. Yeah, they have played at certain numbers. Players are going to have to fill that number. It's just like a rite of passage for the Cowboys to wear oh. the number eighty-eight for them. Like eventually, uh, the Panthers are going to have to start to do this too. Well, the well I mean, yeah. do like the NBA does, where I mean, I think the NFL does it like this too, where like you said, you can buy the number. You can like, okay, just say Walter Payton. I'm, I'm sure his number is probably 34. Nah, there's Payton. some that numbers that go away. Well, like you have well, to. Get well, I'm I feel saying, yeah, like Walt Pay- Walter Payton's in that list. There are some, but there are some that you can. If you like, they've had players call the actual player, see if you can use it, and after right. that, after like, said they need player, their position. Leaves team. That number gets re-retired again. I mean, look, we use Pepper's number. Um, Sideshow says this, and he's always got great comments. He said, we need to look to the Lingerie Football League for talent. Legends Football League is what it's called now. Sorry. Oh, well, I want to know. You remember, we're the, aren't we the first team that had the trans cheerleader? cheerleader? I wonder if that's going to be, if that remains. My question about this is, and I don't want to go off on a tangent. I don't really care about it. Yeah, but I and I'm in a, a a school like I work in a a place where those conversations are prevalent, right? Um, in some ways, I think there's kind of trendiness to this discussion too. Like, of mm-hmm. uh, there's a trend. So I wonder if this will that's. I'm just interested. Will that cheerleader be there next year, or is it just the was it just a storyline? Like will it be a know. long? Hey, can, no, can okay. I talk about lingerie football for a sec? Those Please. dude, those chicks. If you watch the highlights of the lingerie football league, they're dude, like those, laying each other out. They annihilate each yeah. other. Dude, it <laughs> yeah. is, it is like legitimately fun to watch. Gosh, it's I want to like, get fucking destroyed by what is, is it? Is it seven on seven, <laughs> Cody? I can't remember. It's seven on seven, right? Yeah, it's seven on seven. seven on it's like seven, American yeah. Gladiators meets football. It kind of is, to be true. That's a great comparison, to be truly honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I know everybody. I always felt weird about being sexually attracted to those women gladiators because they were so D's. Nah. Like, they were diesel, oh, bro. Dude, I'd, <laughs> let them, I'd, let, dude, I'd let them crush my head like was, a watermelon. I'm ready for it, dude. Yeah. It was just, I was in a, but I was young, man. The American Gladiators, I always Hell wondered. Yeah. It was like, that's always one of those things. Look, we had this conversation a while back about if you're a parent and you think you can, like, so when I started working out and I thought I was like, oh, I was going to race my kid. And I thought I was going to be able to beat him in his foot race, and he's thirteen or whatever. And I was like, I can, I can hang with him. I'm like pulling a hammy in this, 
is you always watch American Gladiators. It was like, I wonder if I could fucking. And then you're like, nah, probably not. Well, now it's Ninja Warrior. If you ever watch (laughs) Ninja Warrior and those. (laughs) I can't stand Ninja Warrior because every time I watch him, I'm like, I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. And then somebody opens the door to do it. I I probably couldn't. I could could train myself to do it. I know. I I, watched this one where you run down this gangplank and you have to run and they have these random doors that just open. So you just (laughs) run it and just. <laughs> Line up, dude. I, I've been watching those since I was like 15 when they were just in Japan. They're awesome, but, but uh, anyway, on uh, okay, so we're done with the draft class. That is officially your 2023 Carolina Panthers draft class. Welcome to the squad, boys. We're I like that it's not too big, yeah. I mean, only five players. I mean, that's I. I felt like Cody when I looked around some of the I was trying to peek around as you said like let's look, like because uh, you did so much work on the show getting ready tonight in the presentation and you're like maybe look at some of the news so I was peeking around I wanted to look at what the draft grades were because I had seen somebody say like the Falcons had a better draft I was like what the hell? how is this possible right but I think this is draft heads inflating conversations I felt like a lot of the drafts that I was looking around the league that people were really excited about just had a lot of picks. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, like, it's like, oh, well, look at this. Like, and it's like, you know, I just feel like that's just volume doesn't mean. I think good. the Pittsburgh Steelers had like nine or something like that. One of those teams had a crazy Insane. amount of draft picks. But, um, all right. But now on to some Panther business, uh, uh, with Panthers that you already are. N- are aware of and familiar with this is big carolina year option yeah the carolina panthers have picked up the fifth year option of Derek brown now do you think they're just wanting to give him some time to prove it more or do you think that they have the idea that they're trying to get some type of contract done with Derek brown i think this is i think that the people who have jumped on the Derek the Derek Brown bandwagon last year were too scared to do it the year before. Mm. And they should have, um, Derek Brown has done nothing and go back and check my receipts. People. If you're that type of person, Derek Brown has started like every game since he came in as a rookie. Like he has had zero injury problem. And like people have been only underwhelmed with him. Like he got some flag, maybe in the second year, because again, and maybe I just learned the lesson of history with the Carolina Panthers is just because star didn't get a lot of sacks. Didn't mean he was, wasn't critical or playing well. Right. I did not find Derek Brown's play throughout any of his career to be poor. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's one of those positions that it's a lot better. Your play is a lot better when you got better guys around you. And I think you started to see that over the last two years as better players around him. Look, the Panthers' run defense was atrocious when he mm-hmm. – that's why we drafted him. Mm-hmm. And it's only gotten a little bit better every year. I've had zero problem with Derek Brown's play. The only thing that you can criticize is that it's just not sexy because it's an interior defensive tackle. He's been there, he's been available, and he's made plays – I've been on Derek Brown's train. I don't think this is, let's see what we got. I think this is, hey, this guy is pretty damn important to this defense. Yep. 
I, look, I've been playing, and I said this to y'all before, this game called Ultimate Football GM. They make it for every sport, basketball, hockey, baseball, everything. Get If you get a chance, free app, check it out. I'd recommend paying a $1.99 for the upgrade, but check it out. And uh, it's taught me a lot about, like, uh, finances with football teams, like planning ahead. I think that if they're going to give him the extension right now and not sign him to a deal, that has a lot to do with us drafting a quarterback and possibly planning on paying him in three years. Because that puts your big defensive tackle that you've got to pay on a pay the big money on a different year than the quarterback you've got to pay the big money. you got to plan these things out. So Yeah, get ahead of it. Right. Oh, like, okay. But, but you're getting ahead it. of the okay. curve here, yeah. So Yep. And, and let me read the Super Chat real quick. Uh, David Screws with the $5 says, I want me trophies. I'm going to dominate this league. I'm the leprechaun, and nobody is stopping me from collecting me gold. Bryce Young, shout out to David. Um, But this is what I want to say about Derek Brown. And do you know how we always have this discussion around Star the Tulele and how he he was a first-round pick for the Panthers. You know, everybody had these high expectations from him or for him. He was a great tandem with him and K1 short for a long time. But then after we let him go, then we realized, oh shit. Yeah. Star Latulale did a lot more for That's this when defensive I learned my lesson. line than we ever gave him credit for. And I feel like Derek Brown is going to be another player that falls directly into that same type of role. And especially now that we're moving into a 3 4 defense. Like, I'm sorry if any of you ever had your mindset that Derek mm. Brown was going to be a five plus sack getter every year. Like, I'm sorry, that's just not that's not what they brought him in to do originally. He and could now be that, and now if that you we're put gonna, good pieces around. I him. don't know, but now that you're in a three four, in my opinion, he's probably going to be that big zero tech that nose you technique so? in the middle you don't think they're yeah, gonna put I, him on one of the edges no i really don't that's not his skill set i He's mean yeah may, i mean they might put him big, at five though. yeah they might put him at five tech sometime but i really don't think that's where they're gonna want Derek brown doing the most of his damage maybe i'm wrong about this but i really don't feel like um like his value is going to be rushing the passer, right? Right, right. I mean, but that doesn't they, make him not valuable. That's my that's entire what I, point. No, I agree, one hundred percent agree. And I think it's again, I've learned some lessons by doing the podcast for a long time. Again, think back to Luke Keekley. You thought, man, oh, we got John Beeson, we got Thomas Davis. Man, we need a corner, right? And then it turns out that you're adding these players to the stable. Then you think of this as we draft, we double dipped with a star. The first star was supposed to be a top three talent, top three. And then he had a sickness that they thought was a heart murmur or something like this. Um, but him and KK came in there together. And I, and admittedly, I promise you, go back and watch everything I said. I was all, I love KK short. I was like, oh, KK, pay KK, pay KK. But you know what? KK wasn't the same without star. No, right. Is like is like these together were a power play. Star then goes on to have a real good, uh, uh, another good run in Buffalo. I recently saw a tweet, Cody, right before the draft or right around the draft that somebody put out. It got an incredible amount of likes for me. 
um, which, you know, I'm not used to. I've had a couple of tweets recently go kind of bigger than I'm used to going. And uh, they said top draft bust over the past whatever, 10 years. And it wasn't for the Panthers. It was just throughout the league or something. And they put star up there. I was like, star was great. And I got like a, a 170 likes or something like this. But it's again, that's the point is that that it doesn't win on the stat sheet because sacks are, sec- right. are sexy in this case. Right. And look, and that's what I've been trying to tell people with Derek Brown is that it's easy to pin this, but he's been a good addition. And the very fact that he's been available and gotten better and better from year to year. And then you had, I think some of it too is the lingering effect of the stupid Matt Rule calling people out. Remember when Matt Rule like singled him out, like it felt like unnecessarily for a moment. Yeah, benched him, right? Yeah, or like, yeah, and it was like, you need to take notes better or some shit like that. Matt Rule was such a fucking dumbass. Right, right. I just think it's a, it's a, I don't want to say, I would say a lazy take. I think it's a lazy take. I think this is he deserves. I think this is a smart move for the Carolina Panthers. I think it will be difficult for the Carolina Panthers to decide if they want to pay him big money, though. I think that's a difficult question, right? Is because while that contribution is valuable, like you have said, Cody, for so long, is defensive tackle in the top 10, is it's not that it's not an unimportant position. Is it a top 10 game-changing position? So that's the question is, is this a replaceable position? Is it, you know, and so I think the bigger question is not should we have picked up his fifth-year option, but the bigger question is will we sign him to a deal? We pick KK over Star. Should we have done Star over KK? I mean, listen, they were were a tandem. They were. They they worked hand in hand with one another. But speaking of fifth year options, C.J. Henderson oh, did not have his fifth year option picked good. up. Yeah, and no, one hundred percent good. And by the way, I'm not even saying that's me giving up on him. To be honest with you, I'm saying I want him to come out like a man possessed this year mm. because Don't Greg, worry, you have every. You have every right, and you all have every right to shit all over him and say he's trash or whatever the fuck. But, I mean, this this is going to be a make it or break it for his career. If Mm -hmm. he's able to be an NFL player, well, this will be the year that he's going to have to prove it. Uh, And, and yeah, a bunch of people have no faith in him. A bunch of people in the chat are already saying it. You two are already saying it. Um, uh, He was the uh, number one pick by the Jaguars in 2020 traded only a year later and remember there was always these rumors on whether or not cj henderson loved football sure like you know did did he even want to be an nfl football player um i don't know if that's still the scenario with him but um i don't know we're gonna find out i i saw a tweet i think it was put up by carolina blitz and it was um is cj henderson officially a bust or something I mean, I'm paraphrasing, so it was it was better than this. I might I hope I'm not hyperbolizing it. Um and I responded this is like because we traded a third round and we're not picking up the fifth round option. And I said no, is you know what? Is this is uh first you shouldn't have picked up his option, but that doesn't necessarily even make the trade a complete a bust for us. You know, is that look, is you're trading a third round pick 
for a player that you then came in and asked to start midway through the season that year who finished the season and played for us, mm-hmm. regardless of whether or not you like to play. Then he played a full another season for the Carolina Panthers. The fifth-year yeah. option is a bonus for the team. The fifth-year option is a team bonus. It doesn't. It's a protection for the teams to get a better player for an additional year. I think the NFLPA would be trying to get rid of the fifth-year option because if you're really good, you're ready to negotiate your contract, not get stuck on what this is basically a rookie franchise tag. So I think this is like – I think this is exactly what C.J. Henderson I kind of expected out of him. If he was better than he is, than he's been for us, they wouldn't have traded him or he would have cost more. This is exactly like the, it, and this turns out, it's one of those players that the physical upside of the player didn't match their production on the yeah. field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Panthers have been in love with the physical upside type yeah. of players. It happens. And, uh, At least we didn't draft him number one. How about that? Oh, yeah. Well, 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 first round, not number one, but yeah. I mean, yeah, um, no, first round. Yeah. By the way, we don't have to go through all of these, but this is the laundry oh. list of uh, misses. Well, not misses. You- uh, but look, this is the laundry list of undrafted free agents that the Panthers have brought in. And let me tell you, there's a lot of defensive guys oh. on this list. And to me, this is wanting to make sure that they get a look at all of these guys being able to fill out that three, four defense that they're getting ready to transition to. There's another North Dakota state name offensive mm-hmm. guard there. And some people have been talking on Twitter. I don't know uh, anything about him. Cam peoples from Appalachian state. Yep. And then bumper pool supposedly was a, somebody mentioned in the chat. I would not have known this if it wasn't for uh, the chat that he was one of our top 30 visits. I, I want to mention the Cam Peoples thing. I had a guy at work tell me today. He's like, "Man, y'all, y'all, y'all signed a really nice unsigned uh, running back or unsigned free agent, you know, for uh, this year with Cam Peoples." And he's a huge App State fan. The guy I go to work or go to work with, and he goes to almost all their games. So I watched some highlights today, and I'm telling you, man, this might be a gem right here, y'all. It really might. App State puts out some good puts out some good football players. Even though they're not a Division One college, they put us. No, they are now. They actually moved okay. up to Division One. Yeah, right. I guess when they beat Michigan right. a couple of years ago, probably put them in there. But yeah, um, but they put out some really good football players, and uh, and this guy is the perfect, perfect, um, pair with Miles Sanders because I like Miles Sanders, but Miles Sanders is the East-West runner. Like, look at him; he 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 hits the outside, and he he's fast around the edges. This guy right here, Peoples, can hit the hole. And black. north south, just north yeah, south. The north south guy. This is a great combination to have with Miles Sanders. I think this team up right here might be really, really good. This is a gym. Uh, Cody, uh, can another, we another uh, another gym uh, from this undrafted free agent classes? Uh, Rajon Wright. He's a cornerback uh, out of, I believe, Oregon State, and this was him against Jordan Addison, who was a top pick. Uh, in, in this year's draft, and he go to Minnesota. He's a, he's a yeah, Minnesota, uh, right? no, this is a uh, Oregon State. He's a no, the, no, no, he, he he's talking about the receiver. The oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went yeah. to Minnesota. Yeah, he yeah, went to Minnesota. Uh, well, went to Minnesota. But Look I mean, you see, fantasy next year, y'all. Just saying. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, another fast, long uh, work about yeah. sticking with them. You know what I'm saying? Not getting yeah, work. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of people are very excited about 
a few of the um, undrafted free agents, and it seems like everyone has their own favorite. Uh, you know, which one they want to see do something for the Panthers. But of course, Kevin's talking about the wide receiver from South Carolina that we picked up. <laughs> uh, tall, fast dude. Well, I don't know. I refuse to look at his highlights, bro, because I'm so. Can All we right. take the next call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do some. The number's 252-228-1598. Let's go to the calls. Uh, hey, 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 guys. It is Christian AC food. I'm calling in today to, to let you guys know I'm so grateful to be a fan. This guy, y'all. This is JJ. Um, I'm calling in uh, because I, I, I'm getting a little tired of this. This uh, Domingo Slanders. All right, all right, Cody. You're not on the bandwagon. Don't don't join the bandwagon when he becomes legit. And he replaced all that production from DJ Moore. When what he are you talking the man, about? The bingo man himself, all right? Me and Cody jumped on that shit immediately. We on that shit. We own that shit. Same yeah, man. Made. Also, uh, aside from that, I know I was a huge DJ style fan. Really, it was 1A, 1B with Bryce Young. But, like, I've just been so happy just thinking about, like, Bryce Young being our quarterback. And I'm sure, like, a lot of other people can agree. And, and the feeling, I I hope you guys laugh at what I'm about to say, but I guess the, the closest way I can describe it is, like, if you're, like, that one guy who's, like, who, who gets a girl pregnant, and then he like, oh, no. <laughs> isn't, isn't too excited about the news. He, he He's unsure. He isn't well planned for the future. None of that. He isn't the most excited. But as soon as that baby pops out, he immediately falls in love. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's junior B. Like that kind of excitement. That's how I feel about Bryce Young being our quarterback damn there. I know that's a, a, a hella weird analogy, but I thought it was kind it's of perfect. funny. I hope y'all laugh at that, and I hope y'all can understand and relate to what I'm saying. If not, that's awkward. But no, it's perfect, dude. You know, I, I, I can't be the only guy who's just happy that we have a quarterback and who we're going to believe in on Sundays to take us to the promised land from now on. And that's Bryce Young, baby. Uh, let's go. Keep pounding, P3. Oh, right. Cody, you're not allowed on the bingo train. Oh, <laughs> no, shut up. I'll barge my way yeah. on that bitch and I won't ask no one's opinion. How about that? Look, I thought he had a great uh, example. You know, they said that dads don't really feel like they're a dad until they see their, their baby. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not instant for them. And yeah, if you were not on the Bryce Young train originally, and now you you know we drafted him. You go look at the film, look at what the man does. Yeah, you're allowed to be excited about what the Panthers drafted in Bryce Young, and look. it's okay to still be concerned about how he's going to hold up to an NFL schedule. He's going to have to prove everyone wrong. But I think that we should also look at the upside, and also look at the Panthers being able to put him in a position to be able to succeed. We drafted another offensive lineman. Uh, We already have a good offensive line. I think we're going to be just fine. Look, here's my only concern. I wanted to mention this earlier when we were talking about Bryce Young. We got off the topic, so I let it go. We're here on now. 
Um, my biggest comparison to Bryce Young right now is simply because of size is, is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is missing the entire season next season because of injury in his third year or fourth year now. Okay. And I'm all, I can almost guarantee you if it works out the way Arizona wants it to, Kyler Murray is not going to be their quarterback next year. They just paid I'm, him a bazillion dollars. And I can man. almost guarantee you if they finish in the top two or three, if they have a number one and number two pick, they're drafting one of those quarterbacks, either the guy from Carolina, Mays, or the guy from USC. I guarantee Kyler Murray will not be there next year if they have a top pick. And that's my only issue with Bryce Young and his comparison to Kyler Murray is because that size is not not very good for the NFL. I'm not saying he's not going to be successful. He's, he, he's going to get injured. I, I, I hope he doesn't, and I'm pulling for him. But it is a huge concern, and he has to prove to me that he's worth it. The, the, the burden of proof is on him right now to prove sure. to me that he's worth it because I do not believe it was the right pick. I back oh, him. God, I back him, and I want him that to be a good quarterback. This is like, hey, you until know you, no, until you prove it to me, you were not yeah. the pick that I wanted. So, and, I, and I'm not saying he, he can't this do every it. Time, but the, the burden of proof is on him. He has to prove it to me. Yeah, you're right. I did say this every time, and look what happened, Matt Rule. Yeah, oh, oh, that's yeah. right. I'm, I'm just, you're, I'm you're, just saying. You're and by I'm the way, listen. <laughs> yeah. I disagree with Greg in terms of how I look at this, but Greg is not wrong. And I've been saying for the past two seasons in a row, it's prove it season. Nobody gets to rest on their laurels or have their past accolades be what we sprinkle them and shower them with love over anymore. They have to go out there and they have to prove it. Right. So, yeah, if, you know, I, I look forward to Bryce proving the bat daddy wrong i do How too i do too i want to eat crow so bad on this don't look, i do too. I, want, I want i want this yeah. pick right here to yeah. be the pick that, that i want bryce young to be my quarterback for the next 12 years at least if i can get that and we can be competitive i will eat crow every effing night for the next tw- oh, 12 don't years worry. i don't worry there's someone fan named, they'll hold you to it oh they're gonna hold there's, me to it please do yes there's someone named tammy young in the chat room, and and she claims to be a uh, uh, that Bryce Young is her nephew. Well, that would I, be hilarious. I hate to say, I hate to say that it, would be hilarious Tammy. if we actually had. I hate to say, it, Tammy, young. but even if you're Peyton Manning yeah, and you're coming in the NFL, yum, you have yum. to prove that you can do it. So everybody that's drafted this year has to prove something. Okay. Like I said, I'm not uh, saying he's yep. not going to be good, but everybody has to prove something. Yep. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, we. Hinted at this a little bit earlier. Uh, in 2024, the naming rights of Bank of America Stadium, uh, Bank of America, it comes to an end at the end of the 2024 season. So we don't know what the name of the stadium is going to be in 2025. I'm going to put forth my theory, and you're not going to love it, I feel like, because it doesn't roll off the tongue. It's going to be Lowe's Field. And let me tell you why. Lowe's just moved their headquarters to Charlotte. They have an enormous building here in Charlotte that's right down the road from BOA. So, I mean, there's a lot of different options, but uh, I kind of think Lowe's might swoop in and uh, grab that sponsorship if Bank of America doesn't renew. Let's Who was it was the former uh, Panthers reporter. He was real cool. He came on the show during uh, training camp a few years ago. 
Max. What was his name? Headroom. No, I'm playing. No. First of all, nobody's going to remember that, Cody. <laughs> uh, no, he came on the show. He was a. Uh, God, what the fuck was it? He was really good, uh, but he left the Carolina Panthers. Uh, probably around the time Matt Rule, maybe one year after Matt Rule or so, but he left and is doing uh, public relations and social media for Lowe's because of the headquarter, like obviously this headquarters story and stuff like this. And I was thinking, uh, what if he's the guy that negotiates the deal? Right. <laughs> I hope that commission. I hope it gets that commission. What was his name? Um, it's gonna come to me in a second. Um, you know, it's. I think we got to keep it first. Is if if Tepper doesn't keep it Bank of America and he made his billions off of Bank of America, that's a problem. Second, I mean, the bank protect the bank. I like that. Our I, like t-shirt, I do love the name. Our t-shirt, yeah, by the way, go to CarolinaCatChronicles.com, mm-hmm. put it in the bank. My idea, lens, drawing and creation. It. It's a good like, come on, Lowe's. What is it? Oh, Bill, I remember the name Bill, you were thinking Bill. of. Uh, Max Henson. Yeah. Yes, Max. Oh, see, I was, I was right. Max. Yeah. yeah, Max Henson. And he left for Lowe's. So just kind of yeah. building on that. Um, I, I, th- I think that they need to go more local in the Carolinas. Um, and I think that they Krispy Kreme founded in Winston-Salem. Is going to sponsor the Panthers next year, and it's going to be big enough. It's going to be called the and the Panther Stadium is going to be called the Crispy Hole. So (laughs) the Crispy Hole, yeah. Would you put the hot sign on at one p.m. on Sundays? Fresh. That's right. They're best when they're lightly glazed. I think serious contenders. If they're going to change, serious contenders is Spectrum of Horizon. To be truly honest with you. Yeah, but we also you, have this, we Carolina, already have we Spectrum already have the Spectrum Arena. We do. We, all, horn, we also have the Lowe's Motor Speedway. Play. We yeah, we have the Bojangles Coliseum so, too. All yeah, the three so. that we mentioned. Where's what's the Bojangles have, Coliseum? Which one's that? Uh, it used to be. Uh, chat, help me out. What did the Bojangles Coliseum used Who to be? Who plays called? there? Uh, I don't the the Hornet or the. I believe the Bobcats used to play there forever uh, ago. But it's I don't know. Chat, now, right? chat room, you're going to have to help me out because I, I don't remember. But I've been to a UFC fight mm. at the Bojangles Coliseum. But doesn't the Spectrum Center sound pretty good? Like if you're going to rename something, the Spectrum Center. I mean, that Center, sounds, I mean, like, a, that sounds like a basketball yeah. joint. It is How about yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Sideshow is saying Atrium Health. Uh, they have a giant hospital. Here in Charlotte, Bud Light. Fuck. Atrium. I have a real problem with uh, hospitals being so hard into advertising. Uh, Yeah, me too. Well, they've got to, man. Why? What what the fuck? There ain't no other hospitals to go to. Because they don't make enough money from their patients, apparently. So they've got to, uh, you know. Make what use all the money they make from the patients <laughs> to buy the rights to a stadium? I guess yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like hospitals are something that I pick based on like brand loyalty. Yeah, like they, I, you mean I'm you're not going to know? I'm they're commercials like, are I'm You're like I'm a Coke guy or I'm a Pepsi guy. I'm an Atrium Health guy. No, nah, right. fuck that. I'm a Winston Salem. Like I mean, I, something weird about certain industries. No, I hear you. Being completely profit. I'm fine with the Lowe's home building 
you know what? And to be honest, if we hit this recession, which is coming, folks, it's definitely coming. Yeah. Oh my gosh, because the the regular goods have gone up too much. Is that you know who does well? Go ahead and start buying your low stock. Go ahead and start buying your Home Depot stock right now. They do great in recessions because people can't afford to buy homes and they're trying to fix up where they live at. That's what they do. That's what you do in a recession. You know what? In fact, I got like 500 bucks in my cat, my stock account. I'm going to buy Lowe's tomorrow. 252-228-5098. Somebody's saying that C3 needs to buy the rights. to the. Oh, stadium. that was salesman. He said you got a 300 million. <laughs> Let's just start putting it on the let's just start making t-shirts where we put C3 Stadium and maybe they'll sue us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Man, take it. Well, hold on. We got a couple of months. I gotta get the LLC set up so they don't take my house. <laughs> Perfect. But you know what is this? If if David Tepper sued the C3 Panthers podcast and then actually won. Which, you know, he would because he has a bazillion dollars or whatever. Do you know how much the YouTube video would make of me going on and saying this billionaire ran out a podcast that had 5,000 subscribers? Yeah. Like it would actually be of low up. Yeah, we would blow it's like, you're up. right. That I would declare bankruptcy right and yeah. now declare a win. Mm-hmm. I am going to buy the naming rights because of this mm-hmm. YouTube video I just made. Let's go to the next call. Hey, what's up, C3? This is Al, the sailor. Um, I like the DJ pick. I think he's going to be all right. You know, like they're like Federer was saying, he's a big dude. And he's not there to rush the passer right now. He's there to play run, stop the edge, or uh, at the edge, opposite Brian Burns. He can't really stop the run. But I think he'll be all right. Um, like you say, uh, that's getting more like a little bit more weight training. He's going to be fucking, fucking super strong, athletic, get the edge type guy. And, um, Mingo, Mingo, I think he's going to ball out. I mean, he should be all right. He'll probably get about like 600 yards this year, but then next year he'll probably explode. And then, um, I like what we do with this draft. I, I like what we're going with this team. Um, hopefully Bryce can get it get put together quickly and then we can be off to the off to the races and we take a good lead in the NFC South and we uh go ahead and win the division. I like I like what we do with this draft. I like how we look right now. I think we we're, we're still like I think we're the top team in the NFC South. Although I do think that the um the Saints are gonna be okay. And I think that Atlanta's actually going to be decent, but I think we're, we're, we should be better than them both. But all right, guys, have a good night. Good Shout call out to Al. Hey, uh, uh, we have a Saints fan who said Bryce got that Gerber deal. Call it Gerber Food uh, Field, aka the crib. <laughs> hey, I mean, man. You know what? I don't think it's a terrible idea. In fact, is. It's pretty bad. You know what? I know it sounds, I mean, it's terrible in reality. Like I don't really think it should happen, but we've talked about Bryce young being, um, so marketable. Like he could be the Gerber. baby. (laughs) You know what? Gerber baby food. Do you remember uh, RoboCop where he had to eat baby food? Here it is. (laughs) Like, uh, Bryce. All right, let's go to the next call. Hey, 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 
question. You know who the fuck it is. Booyaka, booyaka, booyaka! What's good with your motherfuckers? Hey, CK, congrats on the baby, man. I know you probably won't hear this. Uh, I, I had just seen that you got off, but uh, I wanted to say, you know, congrats on the baby, man. That's that's, that's huge, big news, man. And uh, all you can ever pray for is a healthy, beautiful baby. You know what I'm saying? So congrats Amen. on the baby girl. Now, back to this ass whooping. You know, Greg, you really make me fucking sick sometimes, man. <laughs> and I, I don't want to have to disrespect you, but I'm going to have to disrespect you without disrespect, being disrespectful, man. Jay. You're good. Bruh, the truth. The motherfucking truth. The motherfucking truth, man. Actually, you know what, Greg? I'm going to come back to you. I, I, I don't want to do you dirty like that, but I want to do. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about the depth on the team. This is what we have so far. Uh, outside linebackers, we got Brian Burns and YGM. At ends, we got Williams and Derek Brown. At D-Tackle, we have Total. Both linebackers, you got Luvu, you got Shaq Thompson. Both corners, J.C. Horn. Oh, sorry. Hold on. That's my fault. <laughs> I was trying to look at that. Vaughn Williams and Derek Brown. At D-Tackle, we have total. Both linebackers, you got Luvu, you got Shaq Thompson. Both corners, J.C. Horn, Dante. With both safeties, Xavier Woods and uh, Vaughn Bell. With a linebacker slash safety and Jeremy Chan. Then you got outside linebackers, you know, G, uh, DJ uh, Johnson. You got safety nickel, Eric Rowe. You got another corner and CJ Henderson. Outside linebacker, DN Marquise Haynes. Another outside linebacker, Amari Barno. Uh, another uh, inside linebacker, Brandon Smith. You got the safety, Jamie Robinson. Uh, we're looking pretty fucking solid on defense, boys. We got to continue to build this fucking wall. Uh, I had some uh, retards. Oh, I can't say the name, uh, the word retard. But uh, no, just dummies did. in the fucking chat that wanted to trade Taylor Moten. So we have a two bookend, fucking a left, uh, a franchise left tackle and a franchise uh, right tackle. But you want to get rid of our franchise right tackle. That's the most reliable, consistent fucking lineman that we've ever had. That makes no fucking sense to me, man. That is just so fucking stupid in my eyes. But then you guys want to bitch and moan and complain that Bryce is too this and too small. And Greg, compare Bryce Young to fucking Kyler Murray because of size is just pure stupidity, bro. You're Why? better than that, G. Why? You're fucking better than that. Is there not a comparison between your really size? I don't give a damn about not picking up CJ Henderson's fifth option because oh, wow. he's going to ball out and he's going to fucking make you eat a big beat load, bro. Uh, CJ Henderson. Dog, bro. Mark down the date. Five two twenty twenty three. Baby, I'm I'm coming. I'm I'm mark this date down. Five two. Uh, by the way, he ran, CJ. Yeah, he ran out of time. All right, I had suggested. I he said, Greg. I had suggested on Twitter that if Brady Christensen had the capability to play right tackle that we should see what kind of value Taylor Moten has. Now, everybody freaked out. A lot of people agreed with me. I'm agreeing lot, with but, you. But a lot of people freaked out. And everybody has this revisionist history. 
like that, like there weren't a lot of times last year that they were where, shitting where, on him for the last yeah, two years. Yeah, where people years. were complaining about Taylor and pass protection. I know the Seahawks did him dirty a couple of times. <laughs> Only uh, um, T.J. Watt did him dirty. Those uh, there were a few times that I felt like Taylor Moulton was the weak link on the team, and he's getting older. Yeah, so. He's been yeah. regressing. Look, Joseph Broach. Joseph Broach to me has the comment of the night. Uh, franchise right tackle. First time that's ever been said. <laughs> like, uh, kind of funny is this. Here, here's the thing is, look, is G-Baby first. I love you, G-Baby. Like, I love the passion, yeah. the energy. <laughs> and people I know, uh, like, that's his style. Like, so he's like, you don't really mean nothing to Greg or any he's of us. He's a chihuahua, dude. He yaps a lot. Yeah, but he's yeah, harmless. He's, so awesome. he's awesome. But, uh, friendly banter. Yeah. Look, let's, uh, let's talk about a couple of things. Or not a couple of things. I don't want to overdo it, but he said this is other than saying, I don't want to say the R word. And then he said it again. That was funny. <laughs> um, but, he said that Taylor Moten's the f- most reliable offensive lineman we've had. Not Come last on, year. Nat. No, uh, he said ever. Yeah, ever. that's why. So, I mean, come on. Like, uh, let's just go down the list of people that have. I mean, let, let's just go to Ryan Khalil and uh, and Jordan Grove. Right. I mean, so we can put that to bed right away. Yeah. But I'm I mean, with we- you completely, Cody, on this. And first, I like. I'm I'm a fan of Taylor Moten. I don't want to be a person who uh, gets uh, taught shit about someone the first time they have a bad game, right? Like I want, but over the last two years, one, we've had this, the two years ago, we started to ask this question on this podcast is Taylor Moten regressing or is it because he's on a bad line? Right. Is like, is like some of this, like, the was? fact that no, two years ago. Oh, yeah. Two years. Oh, you know, yeah. so two years ago we started to ask questions. Is this Taylor Moten being bad, or is this a player that's struggling on a bad unit? Right. Then last year, what I feel like is we've start we've seen him slow down. We he never had the fastest kick step. And I'm not an offensive line guy. I have the eye test. But Cody. Uh, the revisionist history is totally there unless, and maybe it's not from G baby, but I hear a lot of, I've seen, I believe a lot of people that I swear they were throwing Taylor Moten under the bus for the last two years. And then yeah. they're like, Oh, well we got Taylor Moten and shit's well, fine. Like, and dude. I just, I don't believe that he's a bad player, but I don't think that his best seasons are ahead of him either. Right. He, he's he's past his youth, maybe not his prime, but he's not going to get better going forward. He may maintain the same or decline, but he's not going to get better. We've he's seen at, him get. I think he's at his highest beat point. like a yeah. drum on that side too. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm saying, dude. I put this on Twitter, and bro, a lot of people wanted to joke on your boy and post funny memes and call me all types of names and shit. I think but the joke if, is if, being if, able to trade him for what people say we could trade well, him for. I think that's the true joke. They're like, oh, let's trade him for a first round. <laughs> Shut the fuck yeah, up. No, he's yeah, going to trade a first round pick for no Taylor. You want to know, and, and, and Kev said his next call is about this, but um, 
you know what I've said before though? Like whenever I feel like there is a narrative that people are trying to push, like it's not like I'm playing the contrarian just to be different, but a lot of times I feel like the majority of people have it wrong. And there's so many people that are trying to relegate Brady Christensen to be a backup, to be like a swing tackle. And I'm telling you, the dude is too talented to ride the bench. When we all went to Fan Fest, me, Greg, CK, Kev, uh, dude, I saw Christensen in person. And dude, that that dude moves so well. For a big boy. You also okay? saw Matt Corral and said he was the most amazing. Oh, uh, shut up. No, so I'm, just, I'm just saying. No, yeah. dude, Brady yeah. Christensen. Got for this. Yeah, a little bit. Brady Christensen is big and strong and nimble for a dude that's like, what, six foot seven, 315 pounds he or whatever he is? Six, seven. He's tall Brady as Christensen as is a great rotis- rotational player on the offensive line. Yeah, a rotational player, player on the offensive No, he is line. a starter on the offensive line, we'll dude. I don't care. We'll no, nah, I will fight everyone to the death. No, on that's it. fine. No, that's Christian fine. Is that, is that's a, not what we're talking about. What yeah, we're talking is, about is Taylor Moten as like fucking amazing right now, as people say. Look, and I'm not trying to dog on him. I'm right. just saying this is like don't act like this guy is a lockdown tackle right now that is irreplaceable and it's more wild when people are like oh i want to trade him for a second round pick. who's going to trade for taylor moton unless your person gets hurt in mid-season you're not out there going oh let's go target taylor moton sorry all right, let's see if this is Kev's call. I don't know if this we're going to next call for you this call i gotta settle this is that him i think that's g before you go to the next call, I got to set it up with G-Baby real quick. Because, like, uh, okay, me and G-Baby had a bet last year. Actually, we had a bet that he made with a lot of people. <laughs> on oh, the yeah, he has people like, like okay. that. Now, me and him never settled that bet. And I want to go ahead and put this out there because I don't want to besmirge G-Baby. He tried to pay me a number of times. So I'm not saying he wouldn't settle with me. He tried to pay. And I told him, no, let's wait. Let's have another bet. Because I always okay. love doing that. Like, let's have yeah. a bet. Double or nothing so, kind of so, thing. So, G-Baby, I'm going double or nothing with you right now. C.J. Henderson will not be a Carolina Panther after this season. Oh. oh. Double or nothing right yeah. now. We will Henderson. not re-sign yeah. C.J. Henderson. I so believe that. Hit me up, G-Baby loves C.J. Dude, G-Baby is so weird. And, and I hate C.J., so it's perfect. C.J. Henderson will not Get resigned by Carolina next year. Dude, G Baby talks trash now. about Brian Burns, but yet loves CJ Henderson and Dante Jackson. And and don't get me wrong, like, I, I love mean? somebody being isn't true it to, their, to their players. I do. And sometimes people are wrong. I'm wrong all the time. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm not wrong. I'm wrong all the time. Okay. Uh, but but I'm just gonna put this out there. So G Baby, I know you hit me up on Twitter or wherever, man. Just just let me know. I'll go double or nothing with you on that bet we had before. That CJ Henderson will not be a Carolina Panther 2025. Um, look, it is a uh, white. My bastard said, son says, wrong, dad. Remember what Scott said? He said he was calling for people's backup offensive linemen and couldn't find anyone. Yeah, he was calling probably mid season, not right now, calling for backups. Uh, and then Chad Howe, good point, too, is like, Moon's only 28. Geez, put him out in the pasture. 
I'm not saying it's it's over. It's done. Like I think he's going to go out there and start. I think he can still have, but I, I will say this is that just because you're 28 too, there's some miles on those tires. I mean, he was picked by Dave Gettleman, I think. Or maybe it was Greg Little that picked it. No, man, but like, I mean, he's been around for a minute, homie. Like, so it's not like he's just 28 and he's been in the league for three years. I mean, this guy's been a Panther for six or like a minute. So I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying this is don't act like he is. Look, I bet you this is uh, a Kim Aquano is a better player on that line than Taylor Moten right now. That's what yeah. I would put it. And, and he should be because he's a fucking top 10 pick and things like this. And, and young. Christensen gave up less sacks than he did last year. And I'm telling you, Christensen did nothing to lose that left tackle position. I never doubted the Kim Aquano's ability to play left tackle. But Matt Rule and that coaching staff had it set in their mind that if he was going to play left tackle, they had this bullshit fake competition to try and prove who was going to be the left tackle. It's not like Christensen lost. He is a very nimble, very good tackle prospect. And I do feel that Christensen is a better tackle than he is a guard. So, All right, let's go to the next call. baby. Pickle, you thought I forgot about you. I didn't, sir. I think it is. I'm on your ass. The motherfucker that said there's no QBs in this draft worth trading up for. Come on, bro. You're better than that, G. <laughs> and I low key love you. Well, we still don't know until the season comes tonight. out. I'm, you know? I love you, Pickle. I really do, G. Oh, I gotta, love, I gotta brother. grab that sound bite. Oh, I love you. Shut the fuck up. I, I gotta grab right that sound bite. Which is on, racist to not think he's <laughs> but, you know, by the side. I want to talk about Jamie Robinson, man. I know. Hey, so Twan Don. <laughs> I fucked with him. I fucked with him. Jamie, I can see Jamie Robinson walking into a perfect situation to where he's getting leadership. Well, not he's being a leader, but he is also adapting to the leadership on this team in Eric Rowe and Von Bell. So he's walking. I, I see Jamie Henderson playing that. Uh, Chauncey Gardner, uh, that Chauncey Gardner row. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that he, he reminds me of a fucking, of a, of, of a bandit. He goes and he headhunts and I want that shit on my fucking defense, bro. I'm trying to set a, 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 a blue collar nose fucking, uh, uh, culture. And this is what it's starting to feel like. You know what? I got a bone to pick. Hey, Scott Fit. I owe you a motherfucking apology, G. I'm not gonna say I love you yet, but you know what? If it wasn't for you trading up to number one, we would have got zero QBs. And I'm I'm glad. I'm sure we would have passed on Will Levis, but we would we wouldn't. You you put us in the perfect situation, and I want to say I apologize for calling for your job. I apologize. Wow. That only I love you, and you better stay on your tippy toes, G. 
Hey, Tepper and Mrs. Tepper, thank you for making this move. Panther Nation, you know what's good with your boy G, baby, man. And you know where to fucking find me on Twitter, where I'm talking shit and beating ass. Anthony, you my motherfucking dog. And JJ, <laughs> I'm starting to love you too, G. You're my redheaded stepchild. But I'm starting, to, you, 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 I'm, I'm starting to let you into the family, G. So much love to you too, motherfucker. I love this guy. I love all my fucking dogs, all Panther Nation. You know what's good with your boy. I'm going to see you on the Friday free for all. Yeah, my man said us the blacks don't claim G babies. <laughs> Y'all say so dumb, man. Hey, man, look. I know a lot. Listen, listen, listen. I know that G baby is not everybody's cup of coffee. Oh, he's mine know? though. He's I, mine. I know. Look, I know. I know yeah. that. Uh, you know, a lot of times C dog might rub people the wrong way. And look, this is our ethos. If you're a diehard Panther fan, we welcome your opinion. Yeah. I want what, you to call in and have a better call than him. Yeah, yeah like that's, that's what, what I'm I challenge you, that is have you, a better call than dis- G, baby. If you disagree with G, if you disagree with us, we're not telling nobody what to say, how to think, how to be a fan. So we let people's voices I know, be heard. I love man. it. I love it. And, like, look, and I love what, when uh, there's intercaller rivalry. I like oh, when yeah. people talk shit about other caller. Not even like when they compliment. Look, they're forming little alliances in the calls. They are. <laughs> it, it's like that's what I dream of is like where people one day like script their call before they yeah. come in. You know, is like is like where you come in, kind of like how Jim Rome callers do. And it's just wild. Like, I love it. I love energy. You know what? You don't have to oh, love, you don't I, have to like the take. I think you, later. Oh, I can't wait. You don't have to like the take, but uh, love the energy. G Baby always brings it. Let's go to the next goal. And uh, White Chocolate, send me your last four your your numbers so I can move your call up, kind of bouncing around. This is Steve. And I'm trying to get in my cat call. Just five days removed from the what NFL up, draft, where the Panthers took Bryce Young, number one overall, our future Hall of Famer, the guy that's going to lead us to the playoffs, maybe even next year. We'll see. I wanted to talk about the brevity of that pick. I think that pick waited on everyone's conscience. I even saw Darren Gant lash out at Tony online publicly, and he's a pretty mellow guy. When did that? I think that pick did something to a lot of people. It was hard to even focus on anything else in the draft. We touched on it. We had some people picked out. But that, that quarterback pick at number one consumed everything. Things are different now. There's a new unity here. That's why you should be become a member. You should subscribe now if you haven't. You should like now if you haven't. You should join the C3 Panthers community. We're going to continue to grow. I want to point out all the things that we did for CK and welcome his new baby to the world. Did you see that on other podcasts? Do you see so many other podcast members reaching out in support? No, you don't. What you do see is pay to be heard. If you pay, you can be heard. That's not the way it is here. That's right. It's all the draft content. I see three members. 
members that were proud to be part of C3 and be part of the draft and part of this Panthers history. I want to say something after this. Yeah, I do too. We go ahead first. It's predicated on giving back to the Panthers community. You can be a part of the show. You can call in your cat call too, just as I have. Join the community. Join the C3 Panthers podcast. Like and subscribe. Share. It's the only podcast that embodies and embraces, that embodies and embraces the rising tide. Keep pounding, C3. Keep pounding, dude. Listen, I love me some D's ill skills, bro. Dude, he has, in in a very short amount of time, he has become literally like the brand ambassador for yeah. the C3 Panthers really cool podcast. Guy. He has some good graphic mm-hmm. shit, too. Yeah. And, like, oh, dude, follow him on yeah. Twitter, man. Diesel Skills. He puts out these um, uh, great edits, like mm-hmm. these uh, really artistic edits of mm-hmm. Panther players. Uh, really, really cool. But he also, dude, he's always rocking the pod, always promoting C3. At the end of the free for all, he will give a speech. That will have everyone like an applause, and everyone's <laughs> and everyone's been motivated. fighting. Yeah. Everyone's been fighting all day, and then these will come in, drop some knowledge, and everyone's like, "I want some of whatever that dude is on." So, yeah. shout out to my guy Dees. He's incredible, bro. Well, shout out to Dees especially, but he brings up a great point that you know what we can't ever say this too much, and I just want to thank Tony to be truly honest with you because like. Tony, Cody, CK, y'all are some of my best friends. Uh, same, and, same, and, same. And, and the group, the, the relationships I have made with C3, I run a whole nother podcast just on people that I met that are C3 Panthers fans. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, that, that, that's how deep this goes. Tony, yep. you and Joe and everybody else who started this whole thing up, man, you guys started something fantastic. And I'm so glad that you accepted me to be able to come on here, help out and do all this stuff and, and, and just be part of the show and what you've created. This is a community of all their podcasts. I watch sports, comics, anything else. I don't see this fan community. Like I do with the C3 Panthers podcast. Tony, I got to thank you for that, man. I really do. Well, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank yeah. you guys. Thank you guys. Um, look, I know I talk a lot, right? I'm Italian. I talk a lot. I like, want my opinion heard. I want to tell you guys what I think. But I, I I, do truly, and I hope that other people see this, is I don't want ever this show to be about me, though. No. You know, yeah. I mean, I do have an yeah. opinion, and I'm, uh, I'm the host, and I'm supposed to have takes. I'm supposed to lead conversations. I'm supposed to do these things because, I mean, it's not just like it just magically happened on its own. But I don't ever, I've never tried to be an authority. You know, I've never tried. And I hope, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've missed, you know, I don't think I've come across this way. And like he said, the kind of pay to play mentality. Certainly, look, as we're trying to uh, continue to grow the brand. Certainly, we appreciate everybody who donates. We love the small, I, I think the C3 super fan it would be awesome if we could do it without YouTube taking their cut. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, just, but like, I think that's the kind of, the kind of thing I appreciate is this is like, let's crowdsource longevity. 
you know, and make it so we can continue to invest in equipment and pay the ultimately like we pay for streaming or we pay for some different things. So I don't want this never what if it was about money, bro, I would have quit a long motherfucking yeah. time ago. Yeah, <laughs> but uh yeah. I don't want it to be about me. And and it's been really over the last few years that finally the vision has come into fruition. You know, where the calls are like crazy. People are putting the tags in their the gang is happening. Mm-hmm. Like this is all I wanted to be, and I've I've been pretty consistent on this. Is I want this show to be like us riding in the court of the game, talking shit, and we're gonna talk shit. We're all gonna disagree. We're all gonna have players that we love. We're gonna have players we don't love. We're gonna hate. Like that's what I want it to be about. And so I hope people appreciate that. And if they uh, look, this is about you guys. I really guys, want this to be about you, not about me. I want to say one thing. We might not have the most subscribers of every Panther podcast. We might not do the most numbers, but let me tell you what. There is no more dedicated community than the C3 community. It's real, baby. Bro. C3 it's Panther real. fandom is real. We're a real army out here. Mm-hmm. And by the way, to anybody who would like to just join and put that C3 in your name, like our boy C3D's ill skills has done. Feel free, baby. Own that C3. I know Evan has done it as well. Man, so many people are starting to jump on the train. Join this C3 family, bro. And look, is uh, the Cody. Uh, well, first, is first, none of the. Oh, I mean, I'm the only OG on the podcast, but that's it's going to happen. Like, I mean, we have to be able to live on through adversity you know i mean and joe had real health stuff so the, but you guys have joined and become the family you become the godfathers now yourselves but look like cody's now ranked above c3 in the <laughs> twan don rankings <laughs> like how dope is that you yeah. got uh i mean i'm a little worried that cody might be turning into like a demagogue Never, like he's like got an army out there I, he's like yeah. let's go <laughs> I, I I am not a I am not a usurper. <laughs> no, not I, a usurper, I, but you might be usurper. like uh oh my gosh, it's no, like I'm not uh, no, dude. Hey, I am, awesome. I you am, got an army, bro. You got dude, a little listen, code, code, I'm, listen, army. I'm the commander of the army. I'm the commander of the C3 army, and I have my dogs and my C3 you got some warriors. generals out I there. I have you my special unit, bro. I got the front Spart- line. We are Sparta. Have you ever seen Troy? Hey, I'm like I'm like a Achilles with the Myrmidon. Yeah, you know? it's That's funny you describe this as a C3 army because somebody who has been in the army, like I feel the community that I have with the Panthers fans. I talk to C3 fans on DMs and everything out throughout the day more than my wife. It's crazy. I'm telling you, I'm you know, weathered like, the pandemic. Like, well, when you compare to the army, this like an army, that's what this is. It's a group of people from all different backgrounds with a singular one cause. Thing in common that have come together with this one thing in common. And that's the most important thing. And that's what they're driving for. So I, I love it, man. I love it. I do and get a little irritated on this fact. I'm not irritated. Maybe jelly is the right word. Jelly is that people. So um, 
like, look, if you want to write for Carolina, look, I want to make this podcast about y'all. I want to make the website. Look, I pay for this website every year and it's just sitting there. We can do whatever we want with it. Oh, people right. are hitting me up to write. I know. Why they hit you up? That like Cody is like. <laughs> I, I feel like they're so disarmed by Cody, and they're like, "I'll talk to Cody," but I don't know. Maybe I don't. Hey man, I have that. Like I have dad, that. it's like I don't know if I should ask dad. Right? You're like the cool <laughs> uncle, and I'm like the dad. Dude, look, man. I have that. I have that. Uh, that warmth about me. I, I like to invite people in. You're like a girl. No, I'm like. No, I'm like. No, I'm like the prom king that all the oh. girls want to be around. Yeah, you're you know right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, my students you know, don't hang out and talk to me afterwards, and it's like crazy. And I'm like, thank God when they do. I'm like, please, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, hey man, Diesel Skills with the five dollars says C three come unity. I love that. I love that big time. Tammy Young related to Bryce Young himself. Hey, that's an area if I'm running with Tammy. You're hey, you're of like relate you're like of it. relation from now on with the three dollar super sticker. You know we appreciate you. And then nine ten Panther fan says number one Panthers podcast. Period. And, and you know what, Tammy Young as well. Like if Bryce has nothing to prove, that's fine. I understand if if you're uh, he's your nephew, this it's fine. Um if Bryce Young ends up being the guy, you can personally come on here and chastise me and tell me, oh, call you me. You can idiot. do it anyway. Call me, it doesn't even do it have anyway. to be the yes. guy. You can get up here. And <laughs> I, I, I have no problem with that. Seriously, I want to be wrong in this situation. And it's almost weird saying I want to be wrong because I'm not saying that Bryce Young is going to be a failure. He's just no, not the but guy you're that I want uh, you're not a, a dreamer. You're no, not I'm, a dreamer. I'm about what he can do. You're not a you dreamer. Know? We're going to see what happens. And if I'm wrong, then it's going to be a great day. Well, that's what we're hoping for. Yeah. That's what we're hoping for. Let's go to the next one. White Chocolate said this is our band name. Cody Lack and the C3 podcast. Yo, what's up, C3? It's Evan Sports Talk here again. What's up, Evan? Post-draft, I'm happy about the draft. I can't lie. I mean, there's some picks that I didn't like, but I'm happy about the draft. I'm happy it's over. I'm happy we got a franchise guy. I already uh, got that pre-order process blue Bryce Young jersey, and hopefully that comes soon. But um, but yeah, so I just want to come on and give my opinion and ask you guys. I know uh, you guys have said it already on your opinions on the the, uh, the picks, but I just want to come on and give my opinion. And yeah, obviously, love the Bryce pick. I may have been a CJ guy, but either way, I was fine with getting Bryce too. We got a franchise guy. I'm happy about it. The second pick, I was hoping for B. Not gonna lie, I was hoping for BJ Ojolari. When I saw BJ Ojolari fall right into our laps, I was like, "Oh, we gotta go BJ." And when we didn't, and we took Jonathan, I wasn't. I was a little like shocked. I would say I was shocked, but I was still happy because he's still a good pick. And as long as he, I can see him becoming our team, AJ Brown or DK Metcalf eventually, because Ole Miss comes out with really good receivers most of the time. And a lot of the times they're taken in the second round. And I'm hoping that he becomes our own, our own team's DK Metcalf slash AJ Brown, because then we wouldn't need to spend any money or another draft pick on a number one receiver. Or if we need like another depth piece or a second guy, 
but I'm happy with it still. Rather we've gone with DJ Ojolari, especially because we ended up taking DJ Johnson then. And to be honest, I don't like that pick at all. The fact we didn't need to trade up at all for him. Um, I think if anything, in my opinion, we should have gone with Trent Simpson or Keely Ringo, who are still on the board there. Probably more Trent Simpson, but hopefully he can develop into the guy that they think he can be. And I trust this coaching staff, so hopefully he ends up being a little bit better. Maybe not the number two guy next to Brian Burns, but at least a uh, rotation guy. And then uh, Trandall Savala, not much to say about that one either. Love that pick. Um, I'm hoping he starts the season since Austin Corbett won't be. Um, but, yeah, love that pick. And then Jamie Robinson, I like that pick. I'd rather we've gone a different position, maybe a corner, because we already have so many safeties. But as long as he's like a slot guy, I'm still fine with it. But, yeah, I just real quickly want to come on and say my opinions on all the draft picks. And, yeah, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Hey, you know, they, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to have their preferences. You know, I would have loved to have had Trenton Simpson. I also was very high on B.J. Ojolari. Uh, but the Panthers didn't do that, man. They decided to go in a different direction. Uh, again, DJ Johnson is the one that has to pan out for me before I really understand it and feel good about it. I want to see it's him. a third produce. rounder, though. Like, if a third right. rounder doesn't pan out, that's not the worst. It, right, right. The I mean, in up was a years, little, eh. right. In recent years, I mean, mm. Brady Christensen was the third round pick. We've had some good third round pick. Wasn't Jeremy Chin? Can I ask, though, what do you mean if a third runner doesn't pan out to what? Doesn't pan out to a starter, an all-star? Right. Like, yeah, like, I don't give a fuck. In my opinion, a third rounder of... could be a depth player. Yeah. A rotational yeah. guy. That, I, like, I mean, look, is you really... The way I think about it is this, is that if you could hit in rounds one, two, and three, and they become starters... That's like a sensational okay. draft. I think that's sensational. You know what I'm saying? Is that is is that the third? Once you start getting in the third round, you're kind of on that outside looking in. You're hoping rather than believe. You know, but if you think a third rounder is gonna, I that's why I was most surprised by what Scott Fitterer said about him playing so much. To be honest, like that yeah. was the most surprising part about it, because then I think that does put the onus of success on Scott Fitter and this pick rather than on Cody's take. If you're yeah, saying, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the, actually that is before I had the ability to say, Oh, you know, we'll see if he works out. Yeah. He's, but you're right, well, that, he, he should have to earn it on the football field before saying, Oh yeah, we're going to use him a lot. Like maybe Fitter kind of was just eager to answer the question. I think and, he was trying to defend it. Yeah, because he traded I think he was up defending for it. the pick. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. I think you're right. And uh, before uh, b- before you go to the next call, uh, Sea Dog, my guy with the two dollars, his longest running Panthers podcast, baby, both literally and figuratively. As we are moving into the third hour, I know we're almost done. We're almost done. When, yeah, when I introduce the podcast to somebody, like when I beat in the streets as a Panthers fan or whatever, I say the biggest one in the universe because or longest one in the universe. Because technically, it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're yeah. in the multiverse at this point. Let's universe. go to the next one. Treat, baby. Back to the ass whooping. 
Greg, as I was saying, I don't know if you was bullied back in the day when you was a fucking kid. Uh, but, up, I'm, I'm sorry. We've, you've got two calls in, G-Baby. Where was White <laughs> Chocolate? Oh, here. here. G-Baby, we did two yo, calls. Yo, 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 it was White Chocolate Express. So what's happening? Yo, let me get y'all thoughts on this. Because it was kind of heated. And uh, Friday Free For All chat. So what do y'all think about not this year, probably a year from now or two years from now, trading Taylor Muffin for draft picks. Two years I believe, from now? What is going to be? Uh, fucking now, right before his last year, we trade him. We save like a shit ton of money. And I feel personally, you know, at the end of this contract, he's going to be 31. And he's either going to be bad which we're probably not going to resign him, or he's going to be what he's been doing right now, and we're not going to be able to resign. Pretty good. There ain't no way we're going to resign a 31 year old right tackle to a big bank because he's probably going to get a big bank if he's still playing at the no, same level. Not. What do you well, guys think on, Taylor Moten is? They I think we should like trade he's him. He's a damn. Get some uh, draft picks. But he's okay. saying trade. Are you Christian at right tackle or he said it a couple somebody of years, else? right? But uh. Yeah, give me all thoughts on that. Here, I'm gonna go back. He's either gonna be, I believe, uh, right before his last year, we trade him. We save like a shit ton of money, and I feel personally, you know, at the end of this contract, he's gonna be 31. Yeah, so that's like three years from now. So he's talking about in two years trading him, right? What do you think? All right, let he me ask this. Ask the chat. Chat, tell me, what do you honestly believe? Realistically, put, take your Panther goggles off. Uh, how about this? What would you give for Taylor Moten if you're a GM? Right now or in two years? No, right now. Right now. And I promise you this, I wouldn't give more than a third. And to be honest, I think that's rich. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers virtually just got traded for a first-round pick. Well, but you about the first quarterback so, uh, in $40 million salary. No, I, I we're you, talking I'm, about I'm a gauge. mid-level I'm right, right tackle. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I'm making a gauge. You're talking about a Hall of Famer that just got traded for a first-round pick. Basically, a first-round pick. If you look at it all in all, it's kind of what it is. Uh, I kind of agree with you, Tony. Maybe a third. Maybe, maybe a third. Maybe, you know, what I'm saying? I wouldn't even feel yeah, great if we, you know, uh, I think there's a overpay too. Like but you, you got to pick up his salary too. You don't like, think you could, fin- you don't think you could finesse a team out of a second round pick? Like, no. Let's say they're desperate. I kind of. Oh yeah, I well, think mid season. Mid season, yes. Mid season, yes. Mid season, yes. Like if you are on a team that you believe has a real chance to do some shit. And then your tackle goes down and you're like, man, we need something. Yes, I believe that. But I'm talking about right now, before shit's getting happen. Like if we put him on the market, see what like I don't think I think best case scenario is third round pick. Best. Best. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I hope that they give Christensen. There. I hope that they give Christensen a few different snaps at Right tackle this year. Let let's well, see. Might, what the dude maybe. Has. I, I mean, the dude, the dude is incredibly athletic, and that yeah. Well, you know might, what? Is he might get it by necessity rather than 
Right. You know what I mean? And like those are the great things about these right. is like, is look, I, that's why I don't want to kick Taylor Moten to the curb. That's why I'm not saying trade him. Like I want to have him on the team right now, but like, let's be honest. Like, is he a, he's a good player. He's a good he's, player. He's not a cornerstone player. He's not a guy that you're going to build your team around. And and like you said, he's a good player. He's good and enough. If we, can, if we can keep him in a couple of years, that's great. But if we can get a third round pick for him in a couple of years, that might be great too. All right, let's go to, I think this might be, let me see. Oh, I got one more call after this, but this is, uh, I think this is real AP. Hey, what's up? C3, real AP here. AP. Um, Tony, you lost me at the beginning of the podcast about um, the whole Barack. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, whatever. Well, uh, Obama. Uh, anyway. Is this Obama? Um, Wait, hold on. I'm just, uh, Did he say Barack? Yeah, first he of all, he, he called yeah. the president by his first name. I love that. He said by the old Barack. Like, that's awesome. No more Mr. President. No President Obama. He said, you lost me when you said this. And you know what? That Actually, he's making my point right here. My point oh, I gotta hear this. entirely is that there are certain play- people in the world who are remarkably polarizing. Cam Newton. That's why I've compared Cam Newton to Barack Obama. Like, yeah, he's like okay. this. It's like okay. this. Look, it is. He made this call at 1158. And he said, oh, you lost in. me with Brock. Probably a few pops in. Yeah, yeah. but that's fine. It's wonderful. But that's the point. Is there certain? And I think uh, Donald Trump is on the other side is exactly like that. You know, right. it's just people. You right. either love these motherfuckers or hate them. There's no, oh, I kind of like them. It's not like, a, <sighs> it's kind of, it's not like there's no vanilla ice cream to this. So my wife thinks that vanilla ice cream is like the stupidest invention ever. And I was like, wait a minute. First of all, it's the first fucking ice cream. It's a base for everything. It's yeah. the first ice cream. Right? Yeah, like you get, right. But yeah. but then she's like, oh, why would you want that boring ass <clears throat> ice cream? There's no middle ground. This is not a fairway hit. This is no vanilla ice cream. It's either you love it. You either love mint chocolate chip or you don't. See, right. I want to get back to that's where I honestly, Tony, you, you make a fair point because most people are in that position, but I have to disagree with you because there are some people who aren't because, because while I'm not a Donald Trump fan, there are a lot of things that Donald Trump did that I loved. And there's a ton of things he did that I hated. Right. But like, you might just be a reasonable you, person. It, 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 dude. I you might just happen he was to be hilarious. A re- that yeah. He was the funniest <clears throat> president that we have ever had hands down. I don't know. You, I don't, you, you, very, you, very, don't like, you no, know what? You weren't very, I think very old wild when about in, went in office. So. I, think what, I think what's <laughs> wild six. about Donald Trump is that for people that particularly like me who try to be like, oh, I'm a elitist, acad, you know, like thinker, that I thought that though it was going to destroy the world. Like, I look, I will give credit to this guy is I thought his foreign policy would be as a disaster. And his foreign policy turned out to be the best part of his presidency. Agreed. Um, yeah. Is like the only thing I don't like about uh, he's just crass as a motherfucker, but That's he is problem. hilarious. Yeah. And and look, uh, like to your point, Cody, and we'll go to this. We got to go back to the call because it's not about us. But I love what Dave Chappelle said. Uh, this is when uh, Donald Trump came out and called it the Kung Flu. And he yeah. goes, he said, he said, motherfucker, I'm supposed to make that joke. I'm yeah. supposed to make that joke. <laughs> I thought that's true. So, you know what is I find, uh, you know, I actually don't, 
and that this is where it's kind of wild and this is where our the polarizing part i guess the point of my point was is that sometimes we're almost scared to say that we don't dislike donald trump or we you know that we kind of you you're you're almost afraid to take the middle ground on these people because you're either supposed to love them or hate them um and cam newton uh, my whole point was this is that there was a group of people that decided to hate Cam Newton before he did anything. Uh, let's keep going with the call. Kind of excited about uh, Bryce Young. Uh, I saw a post earlier, not from you guys, but somewhere else, that how he couldn't throw because he's so short and about the batted balls. And it's something I've preached, like you got throwing lanes. Like, of course, Alabama, his – linemen are a lot taller than he he is and you got you got to throw between them or around them and you got to be quick with it man and i i just really hope he does that and we make good plays i was a stroud guy that's who i wanted um but he's our quarterback now and i think he'll be i i believe he'll be all right i i don't know but you know, I, I still want Corral to have a chance. And Dalton, I think Dalton will start day one. What, the Red Rocket. What in this world is this guy? No, I friend. think he'll be in the season yeah. open. He said he had a feeling that we were going to Until gonna somebody roast. steps yes, up. we're going to roast him. I could yeah. be wrong, but this is my opinion. We'll but love you guys. I appreciate everything Thank you, you do. Thank you for Thanks again, Tony for making this happen and I appreciate you taking my calls and playing them. Um, Cody, Greg, y'all are all awesome, man. Representing the 336. Love it. Great call. Um, Keep pounding. Seriously, does anybody think that Andy Dalton starts week one? I have no, I, I would not bet a single, I, I think that bet is almost as wild as saying remember when they were like oh my god uh who was the guy we already i already forgot his name the kentucky Sam quarterback Darnold? no the kentucky uh, well, well, quarterback. Was- yeah and they're like oh well the odds moved from four thousand to 400 but guess what the odds still suck it doesn't matter yeah i truly i don't think there's a chance in hell that anybody but bryce young starts on week one well uh frank Reich has said that the day one starter when they get to training camp is going to be Andy Dalton. But he said they're going <laughs> to they're going to go. That. <laughs> no, it did. No, it did. That's a good laugh. No, it, good it's laugh. Frank Tony. It's an Frank, honest Frank, laugh. Frank Frank, Frank <laughs> said that out of his fucking mouth. Go listen to the press conference. He said I heard. That I did not Andy, hear that. Andy, we must hear different. I, I promise you, we did. They're saying that Andy Dalton get it, get it for next be, week. Will be Challenge. the starter in training camp, oh, but that they're going to the go. For, but but yeah. again, they already gave all the caveats by saying, "Well, we're going to go from there." You know, I did not hear that. They're have a competition, and they're, oh. they're, it's it's going to end up being flag. I'm not, Greg, you're I'm not throwing the wrong. Flag. I'm making it's, a red flag bumper going, that we can all play. That we can all play Bryce. whenever we want to. I'm Man. challenging this. I want say, to hear those words. Dude, I'm telling you, yeah. he did say that. No, Andy I Dalton think he said that. No, he did not say that. 
Yes, nope. he did. I didn't hear it. Either. I challenge him. I, I think I, I he said this is we're not ready right, to court so what happens when I'm right? What? what happens when no, I'm right and no, the both this of you and, are wrong? This, no. Uh, well, okay, you know okay. I mean, so Cody, we'll, so Cody. be wrong. Yeah. So, Cody, you're telling yeah. me that for you to be right, Andy you have Dalton to find has to the be audio. the starter. No, 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 for no, him no, to be no, right, no, he has no, to no. find that audio. No, He's got to no, find the audio. Right. Okay. No, even, I don't believe that audio, audio exists. I, I, will, I will submit. For, I don't in, believe in, that audio exists. In, I don't believe it in his, yeah. it, it was either Federer or Frank Wright. Mm. They said that it, that uh, Andy Dalton, when training camp starts, Al. that he is the starter right now. And by the way, right. no, Al look, said look, they're not going to give him the starting job right away. But they did not say that Andy Dalton would be the starter. No, look, the chat room is on my side. Okay, get the clip. No, I don't get a shit. You do not trade up for that pick and draft him. To I'm not right. Be the starter. I'm right. I'm right. Yeah, I want to hear the right. audio, not tonight. Fine. Chat, Chat make right. me feel bad. Look, you don't like that anyway. Come in here next week. I want to hear those exact words. You said this is that Andy Dalton will be the day the starter in training camp. When they go into the season, he will be with the number one first. I want to hear it. That's what you. Yeah. I don't believe I that audio exists. Everyone in the chat. No, that's fine. That that's fine. That's fine. That. I want to. They can keep saying it. I want them to produce the clip next Tuesday. Or you can. You know what? Tweet me at cat underscore chronicles. Hit me with the damn. Shame me. Shame me on this. I want to hear those exact yeah, words because I didn't hear the same thing. I heard this. Is I heard they said this. We're not going to give Bryce Young the number one right away. That's different. That's a different statement. No, it's not because if they're not giving it to him right away, then they're Dalton not going to give it to Dalton right away either. He didn't say they're giving it to Dalton. Okay, he is going um, to be with the ones the first. Okay, week. I don't believe it. Um, let's go. To the last call. What's going on? This is Jay Anderson. Y'all up? I'm really disappointed in this draft, man. Oh God. Know? Wait I know everybody feel happy that they got the quarterback that they got. You know, I understand that, you know, but we should have drafted Will Evans' girlfriend, and that girl is bad. Did y'all see her? <laughs> oh, my goodness, boy. She is she is tougher than Popeye's biscuit, boy. Oh, she Woo! is. She ain't the finest woman in the world or nothing oh, like that, right. but She's God hell, bro. damn. But y'all had to see her TikTok, but she was in that red dress looking good. Bruh, yeah. I, I know she was look, like, look, what Bryce Young at so I can go over him? Yeah, uh, got that badass of a girlfriend and dropped the second. What the hell? Or is he talking but about boy, Will He's talking about Will Levis' girlfriend. You boy, know what's great is I like the bomb better. She should, she's a first-round draft pick. She's a first-round draft pick, no doubt. All right, y'all be easy. <laughs> I appreciate you, Pop. Yo, he's the man. All right. uh, Those yeah, are the cat dude. calls, dude. We rocked to it. You know what? It's at 1030. I said, oh, shit, we're going to get out of here early. And then the cat call said, no, you wait. You're going to argue over Barack Obama, Will Levis's girlfriend, and his mom. And now we got a couple of let's blast through the NFL news super quick, man. Yeah, super quick. Yeah, NFL. All right, yeah, super quick. Uh, the Packers have come to an extension with Jordan Love. So it's a little bit in between what you would have made on the franchise tag. Um, kind of smart. It, it, like if he actually is good right here, 
um, they they get another year before they have to make a decision. Yeah. Right. Twenty two point five million, thirteen point five guaranteed. And yeah, they haven't ever seen it before, so they want to buy themselves a little time. Uh, Tony, this, this is on yours. I, I have no this idea my, about it. So yeah. I saw this is uh so this OnlyFans model, and I had her name. It was like something Hussy or American Hussy, I think is at American. Hussy. Well, I'm not even gonna track it down. But this OnlyFans model who doesn't show her face because he don't want her parents to. In the article, she says she doesn't want her parents to see, which is like whack. If you're only sorry, you already committed until your, until your dad. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Dad's <laughs> so. jerking off to yours, right? but uh, so it says mysterious OnlyFans model sends DMs to NFL draft picks. So she emailed every single potential offensive lineman that was going to be drafted, like in the first couple of rounds or whatever, and uh, and not email, but then message them on Twitter or Insta or whatever the fuck it was, something nice. It was just like, oh, rooting for you in the draft. And in a way, a publicity type of thing, kind of, you know, not a terrible idea if you're tr- putting your brand out there or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's only one person that responded, and it's the this guy that was drafted by, I think, the Green Georgia. Bay. Georgia. I mean, uh, uh, Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, Kel- Darren, Darren White. I think his name's something. Darren White. Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright. That's what it is. Darnell Wright. And he just responded, stanking bitch. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> kind of funny to me. He looks so, look, uh, look, he got wearing the noble shirt right there. He just told her straight up. So that was funny, man. That made me laugh. No, that what, was hilarious. What's next? Uh, yeah, man. Hey, uh, don't drink Don't drink and drive, y'all. There has never been a better example of don't drink and drive, in my opinion, it's one of the tops, yeah. Dude, he had, he, great, had he was life, having a great season that year. He had too. his life mm-hmm. ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Pleads guilty to uh, uh, DUI. He ended up killing a person. Uh, he was driving 156. You remember miles the an car hour. turned into a fireball and it was yeah. right in front of all of the lost. It Vegas was on video. It was terrible, man. You know the uh, sad. He, He's probably going to end up serving between three and 10 years in prison. Well, that's the sad part about it is it's three in 10 years, three to 10. Like is the, I mean, it's manslaughter. I, I think three yeah. is light. I think three is, you know what I'm saying? Is like, if you get three years and then you don't even serve all of it, that's kind of the, the, actually the first is to the person that lost their life. That's the mm-hmm. real um, awful part of this story. But that's again is like I hope that the that we don't lighten up our discussion of society just because it's a little in the rear view and no pun intended on that one, but of our discussion. Yeah. You know, it's like just because it feels distant now. Like I bet you if they had that trial uh a month after this shit happened, he would get twenty years. Oh yeah. Uh, so all right. Uh, sad, man. This one makes me another makes me laugh. Tony t- is turning, not turning into. I just am the old creepy dude on the podcast. <laughs> I'm the guy that would pat this girl's. <laughs> you're, you're like a year older than me, man. Like, I know I'm, I'm 41. You're but, uh, old. That makes me feel bad. Yeah. Oh, but, dude, uh, SD base just put it in the chat, dude. How about Lucas Van Ness's girlfriend screwing? I don't I know if that's what it happened. was. Perfect, right time. It's perfect timing. So, uh, 
Cardinals. This is, I just saw this. Is it turns <laughs> out that Fox News is best coverage of the news is on sports? Yeah, probably I, so. I just Google every time before we go in the show, I just look at, I just hit Google News, you know what I'm saying? Uh, NFL. And I just see if anything pops out. And it's like two of these headlines. The OnlyFans one was from Fox News. This one's also, I think, from Fox News. Uh, Cardinals Booter Baker reacts to NFL draft picks dad slapping butt of son's girlfriend. He said, I'm checking him. I'm watching out. Uh, hey, you know what? <laughs> uh, he, he, draft, he was drafted he 13. He's yeah. like, so he was like, baby girl, like, I got you here. I got he him saw, here. He I got you here. And he jumped through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't be that guy one day when it's your son's girlfriend. And he's like, hey, dad, this is my girl. And she got a big old fat ass. You have to hold yourself back. You yeah, got to hold yourself you back. You know what? I tell you this is what's worse is being the person whose dad is doing that. Like, is like, this is more embarrassing. Caught for, on camera. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> more embarrassing for Lucas Van Ness than it is oh, for yeah. the dad. Oh, for sure. Without yeah. question. Um, Dalvin uh, Cook yeah. could make a super team in Miami. If they have a QB. Yeah, Miami's a Miami. He's not forgetting where he is due to the quarterback holds up. If he's not forgetting where he is due to the CTE that has been inflicted upon him, Um, and then I and Tony put this in just to piss me off. Uh, (laughs) Hey, bring Isaiah Simmons here, bro. Bring him here. Yeah, bring him here. Bring him here. Mm. Let Zero Rivero turn him around. Let him be that franchise linebacker that we need, bro. I will take Isaiah Simmons over CJ Henderson any fucking day of the week. Yeah. Any day of the I week. Got, I got no to argue with that. 100 times over. Got no argument here. Yeah, uh, this sure. is wild right here, guys. Is they count and, it, and it's not that Texans are going to have to pay this right away. But I think this is the calculation if they pick up the fifth-year option on both of these guys mm-hmm. that uh, since they had two top five, <laughs> that it would cost them $105 million, $106 million. There's the downside. Yep. Hey, you yep. know what? I bet you Stroud gets it and Will Anderson or whatever his name is not getting the – I mean, I don't know. Imagine picking up the fifth-year option on both of them right there, and it costs like $60 million bucks. Wow. Anyway, anyway. Price you pay. Yeah. All All right. right. That is the news. This is the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. It's the longest running Panthers podcast, literally. And literally. And we're still running right here. We got one last segment. It's our homage to Steve Smith, where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up to get it together. Anyone's fair game. Let's get after it. Get in there, so, fellas. Yeah, um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I have a few different ones. I, uh, I, I don't know <laughs> if I'll play all of them, but first off, dude, um, if you're going to take hardcore drugs, uh, make sure Do you're not doing it. Well, you know, make sure you're not doing it before you go to work. Because, dude, old buddy... <laughs> Buddy is struggling, dude. There he is. Oh, 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 oh. that's meth right there. He looks out the window, sees someone look at him, and says, Damn, did you stop me to do that? Oh, hits it again. (laughs) Uh, 
You didn't do that when you were 17? Uh, uh, what? <laughs> this is at the Taco Bell and Niles. I'm sitting here waiting for my food. And this guy. This <laughs> <laughs> is awesome. Who's the ice up on? It's like this. <laughs> ice up on this fool waiting on this food. Whoa. I would not eat anything he made me. I know. I'm sorry, I'm just not doing it. Bro, you would give him like a, fa- a receipt and be like, all right, we're good. Like, you wouldn't pay him. He <laughs> just slides down and down. Bro, Dude, that, that I'm is, so glad. Uh, I'm so glad that uh, the uh, the down what, the oxycodone <laughs> and shit was after my era. You, you know, they so? didn't invent that shit till 1999. Mm-hmm. Ruined a lot. Of, I know people that died after it that I worked with when they were younger. Thank God I didn't have that. We used to do nitrous balloons. That's what we used to do. Whip it. Do whip it. Yep. Oh, dude. Yeah. Dude. Cracker. My mm-hmm. favorite thing we used to do that. And then we would uh, do it in the middle of the yard and tell them to run. <laughs> run into the yard. <laughs> Stupid. Um, my ne- uh, this next one. Why are people jumping off of houses? Into pools. Oh, it seems like uh, you want pain for yourself. Oh. oh! You know what? I bet you the other guy broke his legs. Yeah, that went down deep. No, that's what I'm talking about. Oh! Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah. dude, that, that hesitation. Uh, yeah, that'll. I bet you the other guy's the one that got killed, bro. He probably broke his legs because that pool's only probably at the most eight foot deep. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I, look, I'm icing up. You better uh, tuck them legs, homie. With this one, I'm icing up whoever would get on this freaking ride, dude, and scramble their brains. <laughs> I would totally get on that ride. Yeah, There's I, a ride not that I fair that I have. Nope. Safe fair that I have. I would nope, nope, nope. Dude, look at that. I would definitely get on that. Oh my gosh. Watch, wait. Yep. You got one yep. Bruh, I don't know about all that one, dude. Oh, yeah. I would. That I might be that a stuff. little bit uh, a little bit much for your boy. Uh, I don't like my, them types of rides. My final one. You're pulling uh, a Tony tonight. I love it. Yep. You cannot convince me that this woman wasn't trying to commit a murder homicide on her baby, dude. She's she has her baby in a stroller and it's a windy day wherever she is, and then this happens. So the wind takes away the buggage. Oh, look her. Uh, uh. Oh, no. Now, this woman is so damn fat and out of shape that she can't get up to run. Like, look. Look how she stumbled. Oh. And then falls back down. It's like, bro, come on, dude. It smells of such bullshit to me, bro. And she's trying to pull her pants up and shit. Yeah, I agree with uh, Dustin. Uh, she's on drugs as well. Dude. Yeah, I, I think uh, probably, uh, probably penicillin for type 2 bi- diabetes. 
Yeah, dude. Oh, Someone thwarted saying. her plans, in my opinion. Uh, but to mm. her eyes up. And that's it, man. That's all my eyes up picks. Okay. My, Cody, I'm let me go of, real quick. You got good, video, yeah. Greg? Greg Mine's Not on video. I'm just doing pictures. Okay. Go my ahead. short and sweet is I'm icing up uh, Boston sports. Um, I hope that, uh, you know, I, I assume that a lot of Boston fans have drank bleach over the last two days. They've lost two game sevens. They, the Boston <laughs> lost last yeah. night where James Harden, they didn't even have Terrible Jordan game, too, and, yeah. and, and, yeah. uh, and, uh, James Harden goes off for 45. Yeah. And then I think the, and, uh, I'm pretty sure the Bruins had the best season in like the history of hockey. And then they get bounced in the first round by yeah. the Florida Panthers and losing game seven. So ice up to Boston sports, big ass choke moment. Um, don't drink the bleach folks. Don't ice drink up, son. the bleach. I agree. I agree. Uh, okay. I'll go um, real quick. I'm going to show this. I shared this with you all the other day. Cause I didn't want CK to steal mine. Cause C- me and CK always have the same ice up picks. It's crazy. Uh, but I haven't gone political in a while. So I will now like I've got to ice up Joe Biden here. Like if you don't know and you don't pay attention to politics, you should because it's your future. Um, <laughs> this is not so your future. Have you, ever heard of ha- <laughs> have you ever heard of No, Joe Biden? Maybe if you don't, if you don't get to the voting box I'm telling you, um, have you ever heard of having the press in your back pocket? Okay. Well, Joe Biden definitely has the press in his back pocket. Okay. So this is a, picture and there's oh that's a reporter ones. uh this is a uh, picture this is a reporter so so check it out this is his press report right so his cards that he has has the reporter the name spelled out phonetically so that way he can read what the name says well i so mean look at the name i mean i would need it super main you're right okay i get that okay <laughs> then the exact question she's going to ask plant and the and i'm assuming blow his hand the answer, His answer. Going to get. <laughs> like it says right here question one like right there question one look at that okay so this is not the definition of free press okay so i will not tell anybody that you're dumb the fourth estate this is going on but i want to ask you do you think this right here is free press do you really think this is actual reporters asking him questions that he has to answer or do you think that the press is in his back pocket? So I'm icing up Joe Biden for this one right here because this is absolutely insane. And if you go back and look at it, there's multiple times throughout his uh, tenure as president where this is the case. Joe Biden has the press in his back pocket. And this right here is proof. There is no other proof you need for it. That he has questions laid out for him that he can cherry pick what he wants. So I, I'm icing up Joe Biden on this. Ice up, and I don't know who to ice up on this, but um, tall theater. I w- all right. So when you say theater, that's perfect segue for. I went uh, caught lunch, forgot to bring my lunch to work. I went to this little uh, country restaurant today, and they had a TV up, no sound, mm-hmm. but uh, they had the. It was like one o'clock, so the stories were on. They had the. Daytime stories, which I didn't even know still existed, but they, I mean, I did know. So, like, guiding light, the days go, days go on, or whatever. 
Victor Newman. I don't know if you guys remember Victor Newman. Yeah, my mom used to watch that shit. He's still a, he's that. still in this motherfucker. I don't know how. I mean, this is four. This is like thirty years later, dude. I was he a was little fucking. He was kid. not young when I was like eight. Dude, I was, was a little young. kid. Remember watching him with my mom on those shows, dude. That's... Victor Newman's still alive. Like Joe Biden is the Victor Newman of politics. <laughs> still alive. You can't. All right. That's the yeah. C3 Panthers podcast well, brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. Greg, you got some one thing to say, and let's get on here. I do. I, I have two more quick ones. One, oh, my right, up yeah, Golden go State. My up Golden State for losing to LA right now because F y'all. Uh, Lakers are going to the finals. Golden and, State uh, lost. Golden State lost just now to to to, to out of uh, the whole shit already. Yeah. I well, no, they no, just... they lost game one. They lost game one. Oh, oh okay. I was about game to say. One. I thought so, they just yeah. got into the uh, game one. Don't worry, I'm about to go out for fifty. LN five. Check out the five and five podcast on GCS uh, channel. Like we're covering okay. NBA playoffs. But I wanted to ice up one. More. <laughs> I wanted to ice up one more person here. Uh, I want to play this music so bad. I really do because because I want y'all to hear yeah. it, but I can't. But I can I can read the lyrics. Okay. So do y'all know who Smokey Robinson is? Yeah. Okay. So Smokey Robinson is, let me check, 83 years old. Coming okay. out with a <laughs> coming out with a new album this year. What's wrong months. with that? Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Oh <laughs> the name of the album is Gasms. Mm. Okay, he's and a man a, after my own heart. It's a self-titled album, which means the lead song on the album is "Gasms." Is the name of the song? I I, I didn't pull up the name of the so- names of the songs in the album because it's pretty funny. It's like uh, I think I'd fit in there. I think it's one of the names of the song. So it's pretty mm-hmm. crazy. But let me let me read <laughs> let me read you the lyrics to the first song, the title song for this album, "Gasms." When I look at you, it makes me feel better than good. And what I see is you and me together forever. I'm knocking on wood. Every kind of gasm in the book. Each time, <laughs> each yeah. I has. Every I, mean, time I don't I look, see anything wrong with this song. You She's give me eye gasms. Old, dude. You, right, you give yeah. me eye gasms. Close your eyes when I'm about to you're, finish. You're right. responsible for my gasms. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is yeah. insane, dude. Uh, did you see? Did I send you guys the shit? Did I send you guys the shit about the? Okay. I kind of said, I do. I, I I I can't believe I forgot to read this earlier. We got a twenty dollar love bomb oh. from Rockhead. Uh, 81 says thanks guys for keeping my ears tingling with Panthers content. Rockhead, we well, love you, brother. My Robinson for... keeps tingling. He can do it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Apparently. Apologies for reading that so late, man. If his wood uh, gets that hard at 83, <laughs> good for him. Bro, did I not send to you guys? I'm pretty sure I sent this to you. Somebody sent it to me. It was uh the karaoke jerk off the jerk off karaoke? Yeah, dude. That dude, I posted Bye. Oh yeah! Oh, you're the one that said it to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, like dude, that is like I fucking like I'm all dude, in. I've never sung karaoke, most, but I'll give it a shot. I posted the <laughs> dumbest response. Someone tagged me in it. I was like, "Yo, Cody, what you think about this?" And I posted the dumbest picture and the dumbest caption. Like, how do it I join? Nuts, uh, how do I stop? It, it had over thirteen hundred likes. Wow. 
Dude, oh, it fucking I'll, do, uh, I'll get jerked up. off and sing karaoke. Man, yeah, them Korean, them Korean people are on to some shit that we don't uh, know. The Japanese, dude, the Japanese are yeah. wild. Yeah, they're on to something, man, just like Smokey Robinson. This is the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, where every Tuesday night we chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions into Wednesday morning. Cody Lack, let's get the hell out of here. They know who we are. Yeah, let's they go. do. C3 Panther Nation. Until next time, keep pounding.